0: on your 24 7 home of the black and gold snr steelers nation radio
1: high noon on a wednesday afternoon that can only mean one thing time to go Inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It's Euler Remotes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. You already know the drill. You want to chime in anytime over the next two hours, you can do so. Find us on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body52. The
2: body. What up, Moze? Man, we are in the land of the living, the place to be, steal nation radio in we are talking football. Another glorious day of it.
1: Another one. Another one. Another. I'm just one. happy,
2: man. I can't. I can't help myself right now,
1: man. Me too. And I'm happy because the real stories, I feel like, continue to roll in. And I don't. I don't mean that to poo-poo everything else going on. When I oh, say well, I say st- what you're trying to say. When i mean, I get say, it off <laughs> your chest. Really, I'm
2: feeling type of way right now. When I
1: say real stories, I mean there's actual, tangible happenings that we have to speak on. Oh, for real? Yes. And that throwing session with Ben Roethlisberger and his mm. teammates, and the video, and everything that's come from it—like a
2: haircut—we,
1: yeah. St- <laughs> I don't really want to get into that today. <laughs> you know, really need to talk about the governor's comments and Ben, and was he right and was he wrong? And the
2: I heard, I heard West cut his hair.
1: Being, s- <laughs> I'm snitching. I'm I telling. I wish, I wish, because then that would mean I would know how to cut my own hair, and Listen, I wouldn't be. Uh, and and, and West just gave the guy an envelope. I don't
2: know what was in it, though. So that's how I feel about it. All right. Get your jokes off now. Any
1: other, <laughs> you got any other jokes to sneak in here as we get started? I
2: just figured I'd get it all right, right in the first two minutes of the show. And now we're good to go, man. We're good.
1: So the past kind of several days, right, uh, we've been talking about the video and Ben's arm and, the you know, the clip that the Steelers released and Ben released on his social media and, of course, the hair trim and the beard trim and, and all that stuff. And that was the talk on Monday. And then yesterday it kind of evolved into – well, okay, yeah, it's a 38, 39-second video, and you couldn't really see much. Mm-hmm. How much do we really know? Well, oh, it's just I- I a i to video. ask you,
2: too. So, uh, you know, we like to gather information, mm-hmm. data, research.
1: We are the most learned show you know, in all of Pittsburgh. We make sure we do our due diligence. And I wanted
2: to know, because I heard that some individuals have done this. Uh-oh. During that, what, 30-second clip, if it was even that long— heard people was pausing the video to see Ben's fitness level.
1: Did he have any pudge? Right, like Um, pause this. All right, well, let's see if we can evaluate the body fat here in this screenshot. So I just want to know. All right, hold did, on. Did, did you go that route? Does ben, yeah, I, what I did, like, the, like it was the Zapruder film. I slowed it down, frame by frame, and I was like, oh, "Well, Ben looks really good here. Looks trim. Wow." Uh-huh. But then on another frame, I was like, "Oh, I don't know. He looks like he's got a double chin." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That was the funniest thing. I was like, "Is this real? Is this a real thing right now?" Everybody trying to like, what's the word I'm looking for? Dissimilate? If yeah. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, ben, I, I, ben. I heard, heard people like he's mid throw and they're
2: Like, look at shape? his arm, look at that arm. I'm like, if right. you, if I'm pausing your throwing motion, your arm is gonna have some cuts in it as well. Yeah, just it out there. It's, yeah. it's
1: it's called normal. And if it's you like, pause when someone's throwing the football, you're gonna have a goofy look on your yeah, face yeah. too. Like, like, you, you you do understand these things, right? This all the stuff that's been kicked around over the last 48 hours or so, and now Motsi, and and not even now, I think more so yesterday it's kind of started to evolve into, right? Well, how much can we really tell, right? Mm -hmm. This is just a hype video. How much can we really tell? How do you know he could have been out there? He could have just thrown, you know, he could have thrown less than 10 passes and that could have been it. And, you know, he could have been not really, you know, you're not seeing him fully drop back and throw the football. It's just a bunch of cut shots in the video. So a lot of questions there about how much of a throwing session, if you will, you know, was it really versus just an opportunity to go to go cut a video, well, Ryan Switzer talked to our buddy the uh, Ryan the Switzer. Ryan Switzer talked to our buddy the Mark Kabali of the Athletic, and according to Ryan Switzer, he let it rip. Ooh, you and then this is I'm quoting Ryan Switzer here. You know, like when the ball cuts through the air and you can hear that <laughs> sound. Mm, I thought you was DJ Clue for a second. <laughs> mm, you, fresh, okay. Yeah, that was a pretty good sound by it me, was, wasn't man. it?
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised.
1: I, which side note, I love that sound, that f- f- sound of a football in the air. Switzer said, that's what Juju and I said it sounded like. I didn't always I didn't hear it as close, but I have been trying to catch with no gloves for a couple months to build up these calluses. But my hands, how they feel. But ask my hands how they feel catching his throws. So uh, uh, what Switzer is alluding there to, right, is that those were rockets coming off ah, of uh, a okay, uh, okay, okay. arms, right? Because if you're saying I've been trying to catch with no gloves for a couple months to build up these calluses, but ask my hands how they feel catching his throws, mm. that means he's got some high heat in there. Uh, that's not what Swit. That w- that was me. Oh, I see Switz uh, <laughs> talking like that. All right, shout out to Switz. <laughs> Back to Switzer here, and I quote: Man, he let it rip. There was no restraint, no hesitancy. He was just out there. He has been throwing like that for a while. And in my opinion, at least, getting out there on that field for the first time and throwing full-speed routes was refreshing. The control factor was taken out of it. He was out there, and he was throwing. Did some off-schedule stuff, no restraints. He threw everything across his body, everything. It's leaps and bounds different from when we first started. From Ryan Switzer's mouth to the ears of Steeler Nation, that's some nectar. And, hey, listen. If that wasn't the truth, Ryan Switzer isn't going to go talk to Mark Caballi and be Come like, Come on, man. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, you know, Ben's recovery is still behind. You know, he's behind schedule or it's still far off or whatever. But it's leaps and bounds different from when we first started. It's, 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 I, I, listen, I'm buying in. All right. I'm excited. All in, baby. <laughs> all in. It,
2: it, <laughs> you, you definitely hit the nail on the head, man. Regardless of if it wasn't to that standard it was going to be said yeah. and spoke of in that way, man. So big shout out to Ryan Switzer, man, for that. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to think, figure out how to even put it, but <laughs> <laughs> for for that great analysis yes, and, and, and sharing that information, it's funny, I, I went to that Bingham. Break, I, that I, breakdown. And look, I, I went bing.com, I typed in Ryan Swisher, and the first thing that comes up is he's questionable. I was like, oh, man, he got hurt like catching the pass from Ben. There's no exaggeration, <laughs> it's crazy. But, <laughs> but, man, honestly, when you think about the fact that he was saying some of the things he was saying in terms of how he was making those passes, mm-hmm. cross-body, off-schedule. I think all of those things are really good to hear. And if you're Ryan Switzer, you've i mean, you played in the NFL for a while now, so you know what NFL caliber throws are. You know what's quality and what's not. You sure. know what it should be looking like right now. So I do trust his judgment in that regard. And I do think that this is just continuing that, that positivity, that expectation. And let's be real about it. Do you really think that Switzer was going to go on that interview and Ben didn't tell him, hey, you can tell the truth or it's okay to say that. Because it could be one of those things where he's like, hey, man, I'm still trying to get my thing back going the way it needs to be. Keep it on the hush hush. We're not really going to talk about it. But for Ryan Swiss to do the interview, that definitely lets you know once again that Ben is very comfortable with where he's at. And he's fine with it being out there publicly now because this wasn't the case. I mean, he think about this. Ryan said he's been throwing with Ben, right that was the, the biggest start. that
1: was the biggest thing that came out of Correct. all this to me
2: so when i hear that ryan Swisher has never said anything about that prior to that day prior to this interview with uh mark Kobali. ben roethlisberger has never dropped the video outside of the one where he's in the gym just barely throwing it mm-hmm. so it lets me know that ben is comfortable enough now to publicly say i'm ready to go and he felt comfortable enough letting ryan switzer deliver that message as well and ryan he has firsthand experience apparently because he's been able to see the progression that ben has taken from barely being able to throw to where he's letting it rip in his words so man i definitely am very excited about that and i think this is a, a huge huge step going forward for Still Nation.
1: yeah uh, i think so too it's it's just something you know again it's kind of what we're all looking for right now with no sports and kind of this purgatory waiting period It's just something to get excited about Absolutely it's, it's, it's a real tangible and actual piece of news and update related to sports If you need something To get excited about Just look at Wes's hair Come on bro Whoa It's perfect Always We'll get the live stream going So people can really We got more tweets About the live stream <laughs> I, people, I know man People want a live stream We we'll, get
2: we'll, more tweets About the live stream Than the actual show It's crazy
1: <laughs> We'll do Don't worry We'll we'll do something this summer we'll, we'll plan something fun We kicked that idea Around yesterday right Where we could have Maybe a debate day Or a debate hour Where Ooh. we Where we preset some topics Right like I think the best way to do this would be, say we picked an hour of the show, mm-hmm. okay, and we were like, all right, segment one, we're going to, all right, best wide receiver in Steelers history, right? Uh, segment two, something related to the defense. Segment three, something related right. to the coaches. And we're going to pick a debate, and we're going to, you know, settle it once and for all in those mm-hmm. three segments. the cuffs. Then, like, that, that would be something, I think, that would be fun to live sc- stream so people could see us pointing and yelling at each other and... And me messing with my hair when you got me all rattled. You and, do get pretty and you, pretty fl- animated. And in you here. flipping your hat around. You know? Oh man, come on now! <laughs> you flipping the hat back and forth every co- which I do a lot too, although I'm not wearing one today <laughs> to completely pull the curtain back. I see, man. You just living it, man. Let it be free. But I think, uh, yeah, people, people are ex- Steelers Nation's excited to have you know some real tangible updates to talk about. Our buddy Little J and B55 tweeted us and said, "I love to hear all about Ben. Let's go, baby!" And I, I think a lot of Steeler Nation shares that sentiment. Uh, we got a a fun show planned today, Arthur Moats, mm-hmm. a, a whole bunch on tap. We're going to uh, something that we've talked about a little bit but haven't fully discussed. We're going to spend a segment or two discussing uh, the kind of the past, right, like the the best of the best of the past decade in the NFL. And I don't want to – I know when you start to say that, people are thinking like, wait, we did all this in January and February with the decade stuff. We're, we're doing it a little differently here, all right? So so stay with us and d- and don't tune us out. We want to more so kind of debate the next decade, you know, project the next decade of the, the national 2020 football league. Twenty and on, right? And <clears> and so <throat> we we've got some uh, some fun stuff planned in that regard. We've also today, mozi mm. got the return, oh, of Best of the West Wednesday. Hey. And I'm not gonna tell Yins what it is. You'll have to uh, you'll have to tune in around one twenty. Hey, what we'll is it? Do. What is it gonna be today? <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah, this. Guy. I was checking. Wait, hold checking. on, hold on. I cut the microphones off real quick, and I'll tell you. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good one, huh? I like that's that. a real I'm excited good about one. that. That's a real I'm good excited. one. So normally, right? I'm sure pl- most people are probably familiar, but if you're not, Best of the West Wednesday is a thing that we do. It's just power rankings. It's it's real simple. It's where we get, we rank our best ten teams in the National Football League. But during the off season, we kind of switch it up. So it's still sports related, still football related but we'll be giving you a different top 10 list today. That'll be, again, a little over an hour from now at 1.20. Before we get into some of this decade prospectus stuff that we've got coming for you here today, Arthur Motes, an interesting article this morning on NFL.com caught my eye. Well, two interesting articles this morning caught my eye. One from Mark Cabali of The Athletic talking about that throwing session with Ryan Switzer. The other on NFL.com, they've got an article up. All 32 teams in the National Football League the most underappreciated player for each team in the mm. National Football League, and so that got me thinking. Right before I clicked on the art, well, I clicked on the article, and then before I scrolled right. down and found the Steelers, I'm thinking in my mind, "All right, who could it be?" And I'm thinking, "Man, there's some really good candidates." Like, I think honestly, you could argue in a sense that like Pouncy and DeCastro were underrated. Mm, okay, you know, like I, as weird as that sounds. I think you could make that argument. I think you make an argument that Cam Hayward's underrated, even yeah. while he's still greatly appreciated. True. Um, I mean, because league wide, I feel like right
2: Pouncey still, from a league wide standpoint, gets the notoriety. Still not if he was playing for Dallas, for example, like how they praise <laughs> those guys. But I think the Castro and Cam Hayward, they definitely are underrated in terms of, especially when you're talking stars. And and when you compare their numbers to some of the guys that are always put on the pedestal or always talked about, their numbers are the same or better in some of these cases. Mm-hmm. So you definitely, you know, are, 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 I like where you're going with this right. right now.
1: So it's again, yeah, it's from the it's from the broad scope of the NFL, most underappreciated. So I so I thought about it right for a second, and I was thinking, okay, I think it's gonna be Cam Hayward. Okay. That that was my thought. Do you, is there is there a person that you would land on that you would think, oh, it's gotta be this guy? I mean, yeah, I would either go
2: Cam or DeCastro, but I probably lean more towards Cam because at least DeCastro still
1: gets right. s- the notoriety. Right. still, you know. Right. Stephon Tuitt was their answer. Yeah, and here's what they say: Tuitt's 14 pressure, or er, Tuitt's pressure percentage of 14.1 when lined up as an interior defender is second in the NFL, only to Zadaris Smith, minimum 100 rushes. Okay. Uh, data shows that the ability of the Steelers' entire front to generate pressure may have resulted in T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree combining for 26 sacks, but it was caused by pressure from multiple directions simultaneously, which To is key in generating. They do realize Tewitt only— That was the thing for me. Like, in general, I would say, I mean, yeah, Tewitt is very underrated.
2: Right, but they, they tried to take— I- Tewitt is successful at— and- Make that the reason why Bud and TJ are having success, right? When Tua only
1: played thirty three percent of the season, I was like, "What?" Yeah, I I, like when I I first when I first saw Tua, I was I thought okay, but then when I read their explanation, I was like, "Wait a second. Like the guy that only played five games was the reason that Bud and TJ had all these sacks? I'm not following. So, like, I do agree. I think that Tua is underrated and underappreciated in the national scope, but But see,
2: part of that is the availability. And I was going to say, the only reason we feel that is because we're here in Pittsburgh. If we were in any other organization, any other team, we're not talking about it the same way. Right. We talk about Tua at least because we see him on a day-to-day basis, and we understand the expectations associated with him. And we've seen him in a very small scale, but we've seen how successful he can be when he is on or when he is healthy. But outside of Pittsburgh it's other players like to it in the NFL that have flashed that have shown what they can't do, but have missed a ton of time. And we aren't over here saying that, Oh man, this guy, I think he's underrated. This guy should be talked about more. If anything, we will be telling the, the, the other media people like, Hey man, you're only talking about that guy because he's playing for your team. And, and that's kind of how I feel about this situation. I don't really necessarily think that To is on the underrated level yet because he personally hasn't done enough consistently
1: to, Right. to warrant that I think that I think that's a fair evaluation yeah. uh, by you. What do you what say you, Power Grid SNR listeners? We got mm. a uh, a good tweet here from Josh too, uh, relating to Big Ben that I want to get to when we come out of the break. So a whole bunch on the docket for the next all oh, what hour and forty five minutes here or so. Get your tweets in at West Steeler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. We roll along inside the electric factory when we return. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: You know, Motzi, it's our first week back every day here on SNR and I can tell the power grid's already starting to catch on. They are. I mean, the tweets, they've been ramping up every day. We're they getting more and been. more tweets. Everyone's, you know, they're figuring out Euler they are rim- back this. on the air. And they're like, "We <laughs> you back, baby.
0: Ooh, they, they love it. What
1: would it do, baby? And Josh here asks a, uh, you know, again, I love it when we get these kind of questions because it's clear that the audience knows who they're speaking. It's weird. I don't, what's mm-hmm. the op? You always hear, right, like as, as a host, you need to know your audience. So I guess that means the audience knows their hosts. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Josh asks us, next year's Madden, Madden 21, what's Big Ben's overall rating going to be over under 83?
2: Madden (sighs) disrespects Ben every year. They do. And I think because we're not going to get a chance to, like, see preseason or hear them talking about him, in terms of, like, boosting him up, I think they're going to try him and have him at, like, an 80. Yeah. because Maybe was, even a 79, He was, honestly.
1: like, an 84 in right. last
2: year's Madden, I think. And that was supposed to be him healthy. Right. You know they're going right. to try him now. Yeah. Coming off of the injury.
1: I would go un- slightly under. Yeah. I bet you it'll be, like, 80.
2: I'm yeah. saying 80, or they might really put him at 79 just in heavy on the arm injury. Oh. Like, they will try him. Those jerks. They yeah,
1: always was, was mad. He, he also know, asked, Josh asked, will TJ Watt be the highest rated stealer? Ooh. I feel like they disrespect TJ too. I do too. Who's I thought was it DeCastro? I was gonna say last yeah, year it was Castro De Castro has always
2: been the one that has the um uh,
1: underrated on there. Yeah,
2: but DeCastro, he's actually one of the players that they have the specialty uh Oh my goodness, I'm John A blank on what they call it now. Yeah, uh, X Factor. X Factor, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, so I I bet you it'll be T.J. Watt in this year's game, highest rated Steeler. Although Cam will be up there, DeCastro will be up I'm there. I'm gonna
2: go DeCastro because I think they're still gonna try T.J. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm.
1: You're right. <laughs> Even Hayden, like yeah, they they try them all the time. They try them all the time. <laughs> like we're not making this up. No. <laughs> this is factual. This is not just like the, the black and gold tinted glasses. Like I've got friends that aren't like, Steelers bad, fans that bro. are like. The Steelers are really bad on Madden. Like, what's, what's yeah. up with this? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think we're on to something there for sure. Good, good one there, Josh. Keep keep those tweets coming at Wesley. You're at the body fifty-two. The body. All right, Motes. Let's get into this here uh, before we kind of do some projections for twenty twenty and beyond. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts on thoughts? on the NFL All Decade Team, right? And we'll we'll go through this here and we'll do this, you know, without. I mean, uh, which
2: one? You know, they got the NFL one, then they got the Pro Football. Focus. Ooh. So we are referring to the pro football focus. Well, one.
1: Well, you tell me. You're the. Uh, I mean, you know, I would like to refer here. to. The,
2: I mean, because we already did the NFL's all decade team, but the pro football focus. Let's do it. They did theirs recently, so
1: let's you know, do it. I, I and they evaluated a little bit differently. They did, yes. So, so let's do that here. All right. So I got the pro football focus one right here. Uh, quarterback Tom Brady. Wow, that's a shocker. Man, I could have never guessed that. One. <laughs> I mean, that was. Probably the easiest position to decide. I mean I guess you could maybe throw Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, but that's a no brainer. I mm-hmm. mean that's that's about as no brainer as you can get, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even though unless, I unless
2: unless you got beef. I to say some people do debate that number two spot. Some people debate it. They feel like it should be Aaron Rodgers, or they say Big Ben. I've heard that a lot. Hmm. For me personally, I, I I can't go against Drew Brees in this regard.
1: So Drew, you think it's Drew Brees? Is that who you would have?
2: As the, as the second quarterback?
1: Oh, wait, no. Is the, oh, okay, sorry. I thought you meant his first team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying the okay. second quarterback, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Drew gotcha. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. people
2: have debated that, though, whether it should be Aaron Rodgers or people say Big Ben as well. But I'm like, it's hard to go against what Drew Brees has accomplished.
1: That's where, yeah. I mean, like, dude. I would give Brees the slight edge over Rodgers, I think, and then I'd probably have Ben and right see, there it's as funny. well, too. You say
2: the slight edge over Rodgers, to me, it's not close. Really? It's not. But I, yeah. I am I am a part of the the small minority that – Kind of thinks Aaron Rodgers is just
3: a little bit overrated. Well, I do overrated. think he's. I do
1: think he's. A pro, he's at that stage now where I thought three, four years ago he was a little bit underrated for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
2: it was hard for me to say that when he was still being hurt, which I understand. True. you can't hold that against him, but but when you're having these type of discussions, right, that, you got to split hairs. And yeah. then and then you would hear the excuses of, well, he doesn't have enough around him. But I'm like, if you're as great as they say you are, it shouldn't matter. I've seen Russell Wilson dominate with nobody around him, and the only reason I don't have Russell in this conversation is because his first three years, he didn't do enough. It was more Legion of Boom than him.
1: If he was drafted two or three (laughs) years earlier. Correct. Yeah,
2: But that's that's always my thought process when I think of Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers in, in that regard. I'm like... Ben has had to deal with some of that stuff as well. You don't hear Ben complaining about that. Ben still was producing. So why do we make these excuses for Aaron Rodgers? But yeah, we will say that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback we've ever seen. Now, from an armed talent standpoint, just the intangibles, without a doubt, he has all he checks all the boxes, mm-hmm. but he doesn't win as much as you would expect a quarterback to win in his, you know, in, yeah. in, in his vein. Yeah. You don't see that. Even with Drew Brees we we like to make the jokes about Sean Payton and things like that, but they still have been to two, what, NFC Championship games in the past four or five years, I want to four, say now. F- yeah, four years, I think. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl right at, what was it, that would have been in 09, so right before. Right before the decade. Because he literally won a uh, Super Bowl MVP. He has an Offensive Player of the Year, which would have been two years ago. The only reason he didn't get MVP is obviously Mahomes, what he was doing was right. insane. Right. But when I look at all those things, I'm like, Dude, and, and yeah, I, all, gr- I agree with you. And his accuracy. like As I'm we talk big, this out,
1: I'm, I'm with you.
2: I'm a big believer in the accuracy element, too. Like, don't show me gaudy numbers, but yet you are leading the league in passing attempts. That's why, like, even when we talk about Big Ben, and they talk about well, he led the league in passing, I'm like, well, he also led the he league in the passing attempts. Yeah. And it wasn't close. It was almost by, like, 60, 70 attempts. That's a lot. And... When I look at the interceptions as well, I'm like, that's not that good. And then obviously completion percentages, whereas with Drew, he is surgical. I mean, it's been multiple years that Drew Brees has led the league in passing completion percentage. Like,
1: well, He's the NFL's all-time leader. And,
2: and for me, like that says pass way yards. more. And, and people will say, well, he's playing in a dome. I don't want to hear that because the football is the football. The game is the game. You, he doesn't play every game at home. Let's be real about it. It's 16 games, eight at home, eight on the road. So you're going to tell me that he only plays great when he's at home? No, cut it out. So stop trying to use
1: those excuses. Yeah. And when you look at what Drew has done, respect it. I'm with you. Pastor Moats. Wow. Professor Moats. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty big mic drop on Drew Brees there. I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, running back. See, I disagree with pro football focus here. They've got Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> mm. It's Adrian Peterson for me. Uh, that mm. Adrian Peterson is – is he the only non-quarterback MVP of the decade? Of the decade, yeah. I, oh, hold on, let me think.
2: I'm trying to think. Because no receiver has ever won it.
1: Was there maybe another the running decade? back, like maybe early in the decade? I don't think so.
2: I could pull it up, though.
1: We could, we could pull it up. <laughs> I, I, I realize that the knock on Adrian Peterson is that he's not great out of the backfield. He's not a great factor on passing downs, but I just, man, I... I it, it, <laughs> Don't it's, Adrian, care about it's, that. It's, just, it's Adrian. I just want yeah, you to it's run Adrian. It's Adrian. Exactly. It's yeah, Adrian Peterson decade, for me. Adrian Peterson's the only
2: one. Yeah. Everybody else is quarterbacks. Yep. And he's and he came back Brady, from that crazy Rogers. knee injury. Rodgers has two of those. Brady has two. Matt Ryan has one. Manning has one. Mahomes and, and then Lamar.
1: Cam, did Cam Newton win one or no? Yeah, Cam won in okay. fifteen. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm going Adrian Peterson first team. <clears throat> yeah. As much as
2: uh, I'm, I'm biased to Beast Mode. I obviously. love Beast Mode. Don't get me wrong. You know, man. We, hey, man. This former teammate. So you know, I'm always gonna ride with them. But in this regard, man, I definitely feel like Adrian Peterson was in the class by himself. I mean, now granted, Beast Mode does have the record for most broken tackles during the season, 88, which is insane. But that is crazy. AP put fear in people. Yeah. Like, like I don't ever feel like people were scared to play Marshawn. It was more so like you know it's going to be a tough. Game, you
1: know you better strap that right. helmet up and put a little extra tape where, on where, the wrist. With AP,
2: you're like, Bro, he was like, just afraid. Like, how do you do yeah. that? Like, I've seen him run past people, I've seen him jump over people, I've seen him run, run through, through people. people. Yeah. Marshawn, he's not. I'm not worried about Marshawn shaking me, I'm not worried about Marshawn flying yeah. past me, running for I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm worried about him running through me. Yeah,
1: 100%. But if I'm enough with you one you set him, him he's going down? I'm Adrian glad.
2: Peterson, man, that boy, you get on that foot, you like,
1: man, this is about to suck. <laughs> yeah. I think people forget f- five years ago yes, how good Adrian Peterson was. And
2: I think what he did this after ACL surgery. Yeah. Remember that?
1: Yeah. Wide receivers, three
2: of them. But now I had a question too, though. Okay, hit me. LaShawn McCoy, you don't. Think about him in that vein either?
1: Heck no. Okay. I almost said a bad word. I almost okay. said the HE double okay. hockey sticks word, right. but this is a family program. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. But you also know that that's Shady's in that vein, it's, though, it's, man. Uh, he is. To be, fair to, him, to be fair to him, he is. You just know from my personal standpoint. And that's why I wouldn't throw him out there. That's why I said I mean, him instead of a Jamal Charles. LaShawn McCoy could cure cancer and coronavirus, and I'd still have a <laughs> hard time giving him credit because hey, he's, he orchestrated the worst day of my life, December 1st, 2007. That, that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up. But, I mean, yeah, he's phenomenal, and he's he's got Hall of fame credentials i i think he'll get in and, one day but his he certainly has hall of fame credentials for me
2: personally i like his hall of fame credentials a lot more than frank gore's i feel like frank yes. gore's more yes. volume whereas
1: shady is high high quality with probably half the carries. There was a five to seven year stretch where he was one of the top three guys Easily. in his position in the world. Easily. Well, and, he was competing
2: with AP and Marshawn during yeah. that time. So. And
1: I think if you could say that about anybody in general, if for like five to seven years, you were mm-hmm. the best or undoubtedly one of two or three of the best at your position. Yeah. I think that's where you start Hall of Fame discussions with Correct. guys. So Absolutely. I would say he's got the credentials. Wide receivers, three of them. Julio. Well, see, this is
2: so funny how they do this. Too, it is it's funny. Like, yeah, they have three starting wide receivers, but then each three wide receiver backups. has a second yeah. team behind
1: <laughs> him. I'm like, why are y'all making this so difficult? It is not that hard. <laughs> it's it's really not. Um, but I think three is probably the right number to do for wide yeah. receivers. Uh, Julio, A. B. Calvin Johnson. Are you sneaking somebody else in there for Calvin? Maybe sneaking somebody else in for Calvin. I mean, sneaking somebody else in for Calvin was a, B? dominant. Mm, Julio. I think those three to me. Yeah. Those three. Are, listen, there's been some great wide receivers, but I think those three are a cut above. Hopkins would be the closest. I would say wait yeah. a minute, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, Hopkins, don't you do that? Hopkins is phenomenal, <laughs> but I would say uh, Hopkins of those three, I think, is most aligned with AB. Would you say that's correct? Yes. And I would give AB the the slight edge, over yeah, Hopkins.
2: Yeah, I would because I feel like, okay, so who's better, Hooli or Calvin? Who at their
1: peak? At Cal- their peak, Calvin. Calvin. If I could have their career, I'd go Julio. Julio. Yeah. yeah. Fair? Fair enough. And then we, I think we agreed then that DeAndre Hopkins would be the fourth. Yes. Would you have A.J. Green five? Would you have Mike Evans five? Well, see, A.J. plays for Cincinnati, so I feel <laughs> a little biased about that. I got gonna, you
2: feeling some type of way. Always, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, I do like AJ, A.J.'s game a lot more than Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. And I think they both have similar situations where they haven't had the most stable organizations. They had turnover at quarterback. Um
1: But yeah, if I had to pick, I'd probably go AJ over him. I think so too. Yeah. I think AJ would be my fifth. Tight end. This is another this was this one probably took all of about five seconds. Yeah. Gronk. And there's been some great Travis Kelsey was fantastic. He's not Gronk. Zach Ertz is really good. They're they're not yeah, they're Gronk. Not they're gronk. not Gronk. And even I think you and I, when we both do this, you yeah. know, when we do our projections here, I think it might be safe to say we both got George Kittle at tight end. I haven't seen your list yet, but Gronk is Gronk, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a reason why. <laughs> and so Pro Football Focus did a flex as well, too. Yeah, this was unique. With well, I was Larry with why, why
2: did you go Travis Kelsey over say a Greg Olsen or say right. a uh trying to think another guy well obviously zach Ertz. he's still Mm -hmm. a part of this decade Mm -hmm. thinking about those guys i feel like
1: antonio gates he's he's past decade this isn't his decade yes Jason witten is another one though man jason witten's a very that's a great call by you i for me i mm, i think it's just as simple when we're again when we're talking about like these splitting hairs conversations Mm -hmm. at their absolute peak who does you know when they're when you get their a-plus game who did i think was the best yeah and for me, I would I would say Kelsey would be number two behind Gronk in that regard. Yeah. If I'm guaranteed to get a, a best game from all of them, I think Kelsey just a little bit better. Greg Olson, great career, mm-hmm. incredible career. Jason Witten, incredible career. But at their absolute peak, I think Kelsey's uh, a little bit better. Yeah. I'm just more of a, a physical freak than those two. Fair enough. Do you want to do? Are we, so are we doing a flex here? I don't know I'm if, not, but it because is I, funny I, then though. I would have done like like uh, that's where I put, would have put Hopkins.
2: See, for me, this is this is my biggest thing because when the initial NFLs, like NFL.com, did their all-decade team, Larry Fitzgerald was on the all-decade right. team.
1: And see, I would have thought he might be more previous. He's in one of those weird, almost yeah. like a Russell Wilson they position. they had where him where up
2: there instead of Calvin because they put Calvin hmm, as part of prior, prior decade. Okay. I feel like you I'll could see, argue that for Larry, too. Yeah.
1: Because what, he was drafted in 03? Yeah, he's played for a while. So yeah, that's that's just a tough it's tough to put him into a decade. Yeah. And that's a credit to him that he's been so good for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's tough. But I think I'm stick I'm sticking with what we got. Man, so no Larry? I know it's tough, but that's like But this is their if list. He We're was, reacting to their list right, right now. We haven't right. got to our list yet. So if he was right. if he was, you know, again, if Larry was drafted five years later, you know, like this is a no brainer. Man, this is tough. It is tough because his numbers are there for this decade, but I feel like his best decade was the previous one, if that makes sense.
2: Well, because this is the thing. So when you look at Larry's numbers, right,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: prior to 10, he had 1, 2, 3, 4,000-yard receiving seasons, almost 5. He had a 946, but he has three 1,400-yard receiving seasons, two years over 100 receptions. And then three more years where he has 90-plus receptions. Mm-hmm. That's tough. But then you talk about the consistency of this decade. One, two, three, four, five thousand two, three, four, 5,000-yard seasons. Has a nine, uh, 954 in there as well. One, two, 3,000-yard receiving. I mean, 300-yard, I mean, 100 reception seasons. One where he led the league in receptions in 2016. I mean, dude, I, I guess the only knock I would put on Larry for this decade is the touchdowns. He only has one year where he had double digit touchdowns. But then you could say whereas, that same thing about Julio, too. Right. Whereas in that previous decade, he led the league in touchdowns in 08, 09 with 12, 13. Then he had 10 and 07. He had 10 and 05.
1: He is in a weird spot, though, man. He It's just, it's just from when he came into the league. You yeah, know, he yeah, it came in at 04.
2: And so man, those first couple years, though, from 04 to 09. Insane, holy
1: cow. insane. And so that's why I think he to me would be on my all 2000s NFL mm, decade team, okay, if that makes sense. Got you, because I think just yeah, his, his six years that he had but there then, from like 04 to 09 were whew, insane, yeah. But then when you
2: start talking 2000s, I know that's a whole now, now you're looking at the Mosses, the TOs, it's true,
1: that's different. That's some really good wide receivers. That's different. That's all I'm saying. That's some really good wide receivers in there. That's tough. Yeah, let's get to a break here, Motsi, because we got some tweets about this. We'll wrap up this uh, on the other side here, and then we'll get into our projections as Mm. well, too. We got Best of the West coming up. A whole bunch of jam-packed show here on this Wednesday afternoon, so stick with us. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Embracing debate here on the program today. Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler this inside we the electric factory. It is what we do. And we're rolling along here with some of these uh, best of the best, if you will, before we get to best of the West. How about that? Okay, I see what you did there. Um, Offensive lineman, Motzy. I think this, this was very easy for me. Uh, and I just I didn't do every single position on the offensive line. I just did one tackle, one guard, one hey, center. Hey, but
2: we're not talking about your list right now. We're talking about PFF's list.
1: You're right. What are you doing? PFF has Joe Thomas at left tackle. That's another just an absolute layup yes. on this list. Surefire Hall of Famer. I think the only reason that Browns fans continue to watch football for all of the last decade. Uh, there's been some good left tackles. Andrew Whitworth, uh, mm-hmm. Jason Peters. There's been some good ones, but Joe Thomas stands alone to me. Absolutely. Left guard. Evan Mathis? I mean, dude, you didn't even talk about the backup. Yeah, Joe Thomas is a the starter.
2: They have Jason Peters. I ain't got no love for
1: backups. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason Peters and Andrew Whitworth, I think, are the kind of the clear two ones there. Mm-hmm. Um I see you over there thinking. What do you think about right now, man? I think I'm gonna go Peters. Slight edge over Whitworth. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking about. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, you could but, give me either one of those guys, and I wouldn't complain. But yeah, I wouldn't either, man. But for me, I like Peters. I, okay. I'm going Peters and Whitworth. Look at us on the same yeah. page.
2: For me, I think it's because I've had success against Whitworth before. Where is with Peters? There you go. I never technically well, got to go against Peters, so I just always vision him as like there's. Oh man, you don't really mess with
1: that. There's dude a guy tight. on this list that I know you went against. That we're yeah, gonna...
2: and I'm already feeling some type of way about it. I'm I saw him ex- and I was like, I'm ex- okay,
1: ex- I'm excited to get here. <laughs> Let's, ah! let's take our time. Uh, oh man, Evan Mathis. Yeah, that's another. These I, I felt like these a lot of the aside aside from center, mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe right tackle too. The guard the guard positions to me were very uh, uh, Evan Mathis and Marshall Yanda, Marshall Yanda. I think that's yeah. a. That's an easy decision. Yeah, Marshall Yanda. he, he got. Yonda is unreal. And, you know, with respect to guys like, you know, Zach Martin had a great decade. You could, DeCastro, too. Eight See, this years, is this great. Is where I it. I'm
2: like, Zach Martin, DeCastro.
1: Mm. You know, that's the, there's the whole, the, the Frederick Pouncey, the Martin DeCastro. It's been like a fun thing to follow over the but last. But they
2: play for the Cowboys, man, so it's different.
1: I know, so screw so them. I, I don't like that, man. I don't like them either. Uh, Travis Frederick at center, though. From the Cowboys on PFF's list here. Of course. I That is the one, and I know we debate between him and Pouncey a lot, I would and have that's Pouncey a fair debate. Here. The reason that I would have Pouncey second and Frederick first is for this and this reason alone. Both the Steelers and the Cowboys over the last five years have had the best offensive lines in football, mm-hmm. but that year that Frederick didn't play, the Cowboys offensive line a was bet. a disaster. Yeah.
2: Well, and and the only reason I say Ponce is, like, I'm extremely biased towards him in that department. Absolutely. But I could, I mean, in a a non-biased way, I could totally say Travis uh, Frederick, because throughout this decade, the Cowboys' offensive line has been better as a whole than the Steelers. When you're looking at the Steelers, the Steelers didn't start having a, quote-unquote, top-tier offensive line until, like, the past what four or five years mm-hmm.
1: when the Cowboys the started Cowboys, that in like 2012 exactly yeah. they
2: were already being taught talk- when they started making those moves they brought in Tyron Smith and all those guys who's another guy who I thought could debatably been on this list yeah. as well yeah but for me that that's why I would say you know Travis in this regard but I mean wow Pouncey doesn't make second team what do they say anyways the fact that they have NFL pounce- teams oh, yeah. think Marquise Pouncey oh think Marquis was better in the 2010s than either of these players is scarcely believable wow Scarcely Travis was the best center of all Of his time Even though his career Being cut short due to illness Hurt his playing time Y'all yeah, don't hold that against him Chris Myers This one will be a forgotten name to me Yeah
1: Pouncy. But he was the prototypical
2: Zone blocking center For several For seven years At the start of the decade Myers had three seasons with Run blocking grade over ninety, and he has a lot. Just want I don't want to hear that because we already know how your how PFF grades yes. some of that stuff. Like I don't care yes. about that ninety percent. Correct. Whatever. We both know, and anybody will tell you who the better center is between Marquise Ponce and Chris Myers. That's you know what Bet that, that you know what that reminds me of. What's that remind when, you of? When when uh, everybody has the same answer, and you're like, you know what? I want to say something different. Yeah, I'm gonna try to be that guy. Yep. that's that's Chris Myers. That's that name right there for me.
1: Uh, you're right. That's the, we got to be different. We can't do everything yeah. the same as everybody else. That's exactly what that was. Uh, we talked about right guard. I think that's easy. Yonda one, Martin two. Nah, skip right guard. You know where we going. Right tackle. And no, I do not agree with this young man being being known I, on
2: all decades. I don't
1: either. And Moats and I disagree for the same reason, but I'm going to let him tell you since he's the one who actually played against them. So it's a right tackle on this list from the Philadelphia Eagles by the name of
2: Lane Johnson. And no, I do not think he should be on the list. I don't care what accomplishments accolades he has because at the end of the day, he has tested positive for performance-enhancing Cheater. drugs multiple times. To- not one time, multiple times. Cheater. And during the time where he was positive and they're doing the appeal process you know the the beautiful nfl and the great great democracy and all the love that they have they allow individuals to keep playing while they are in the appeals process of course we've had to play against them during that appeals process while he was still on the quote-unquote juice and yeah it sucks because i had to be the guy going against the guy that was on the juice it's not fun at all (laughs) so with that being said he will never be on
1: any of my lists they should have let you be on the juice for that game as well it was
2: even to play even the playing (laughs) field Yeah, he got to it for 10 games. That's, you don't get to for 10 on the first one. No, no, no. That's nope. the that's second. That's the yep. third
1: offense. It'd be one thing if he just had the one violation. Correct. But you're not going to get popped multiple times. S-
2: still be able to play multiple times while you're appealing and think that I'm supposed to pat you in the back for doing a great job. No, you're on a performance enhancement. It enhances your performance. Fool me once. Like, right? come on, man. What are we talking Shame about Shame on you. Here? Fool me twice. We ain't going to get fooled again. Like And, 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 and it's funny. Because the name that's under him in terms of Mitchell Schwartz being the uh, Schwartz being the second team guy, I feel like Mitch should be the first team guy. But even with Mitch, Mitch costs me money because the play <laughs> where we're, we're playing, we're playing Johnny football. Johnny Manziel's the quarterback. Yep. Mitchell Schwartz the tackle for the Cleveland Browns here in Pittsburgh. I'm beating him with a move. He pulls me because he's holding me. Yep. And my sack turns into a face mask. And then everybody knows it goes crazy because Manziel flips out flails. They do the screenshot. Oh, his helmet's facing where his name is. He's almost broke his neck. I forgot about that. I mean, that cost me cash. So I should feel some type of way about Mitchell. But I said, you know what? I'm not even tripping on that because at least you were clean. Yeah. At least it was an honest play. You held. Okay, so what? It happens. Yeah. But the juice? Nah, 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 nah. That's not
1: honest. Nah. Not one. Right. Nah, nah. Once is once is okay. You know, oops, I made a mistake. You could have made a mistake. You could have listened to the wrong oops. advice. You could have, yeah. Right. You could have made an you, honest you, mistake. You don't oops multiple times. You don't make an honest mistake. Come the on, same man. honest mistake two Come times. Come on, man.
2: You so know, for me, Swartz, I mean, Swartz is my number one. Lane Johnson can go kick rocks barefoot. Like, I don't want to hear it.
1: I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes mm. when it cheats. Mm. On to the defense. There it is. Edge rushers. No-brainers here to me. Their list, same guys I got. With due respect to your boy, Brandon Graham, the classic of 2010. Out, shout out, shout out. I'm not going to say with due respect to Cam Wake because, or wait, I always get him and Cam Jordan confused. No, no, Cam, Cam, Jor- Wake. Cam Wake. Cam Wake, Wake is Wake the, good. the Ben hater. Which no, one's no, the Ben hater? No, Jordan's hater? the Ben hater. Okay, so Cam never mind. Wake, I like Cam Wake. So all respect to Cam Wake. Penn State, Cat, played in yep, CFL, right. went to Miami, uh, right. played at, uh, with the Dolphins. I always get him at Cameron, Cameron Wake and Cameron Jordan confused. He's the real Cameron. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Cameron. Except for Cam Ron. Oof edge rushers von miller and kalumak yeah yeah
2: no, i have an issue with that brandon graham as much as i would love to keep him on this list chandler jones has to
1: be up here i'm with you on that too period, period. <laughs> hey <laughs> Jinx! it's not a debate Jakes <laughs> has to be up here I, I agree with you that's really the only you know the beef that i have with with the edge rusher list that they mm-hmm. have there uh same with interior guys although do you consider jj an interior guy or an edge guy I think of him
2: anterior first, but he can play on the edge. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. C- kind of like a uh, – yeah. you remember Darryl, um I think his name was Daryl. Oh, my goodness. Played linebacker for the Cardinals. And this would have been – you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Led the league in sacks. Yes. Get, ended up getting in trouble, had the domestic issues and stuff like that, but, like, was a beast. But he was having 10-plus sacks. And it's like, oh, are you for him as like a edge rusher, But he would line them all, all, all
1: over the place. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how. Because when I was first doing this, right, I, I had uh, Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. Because I'm thinking, mm. you know, traditional def- like defensive yeah. tackles. But, yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, I think, are the two clear-cut hand in the dirt. Daryl Washington. Daryl Washington, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, to me, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt. Of the clear cut hand in their hand in the dirt D lineman, those two guys. Yeah. Whew. I mean, multiple defensive player of the years for both. Now, of those how do guys. you feel
2: about Gino being on the list over a Ben Hader, Cam Jordan, over yeah. a Cam Hayward?
1: Hmm. See, Cam is tough because he came in the league in eleven, but I feel like it, it he was kind of underutilized until like thirteen fourteen, honestly.
2: Well, see, I looked at it this way. He was still producing. He didn't get the recognition until they reclassified his position. Mm -hmm. Because the first four years, he's classified as a DN, And we would always have this debate of him being classified as a defensive end but plays the majority of his snaps as a D-tackle. So even though he would have five, six sacks... As a DN, you're competing with the Chandler Jones, a Von Miller, or even a Khalil Mack, and those guys are 10 plus sacks. Which
1: is, in that regard, I I would label him as an interior guy, right? Because you're then right. when
2: they switch them to D tackle by classification, mm-hmm. you start to hear so much more about him in right. terms of accolades, Pro Bowls, right. All Pros, and things like that. So I think that's the only thing that I, I would say hinders him in this debate a little bit.
1: And yeah, I agree with you. And and this is the career versus their peak conversation. Correct. At their absolute peak, I give me Cam Hayward. But as an in- as an interior right, a purely yeah. interior defensive lineman, Geno Atkins, I think has had the better body of work. Again, just as a purely interior. Because see, I look at it like but this. But Gino, Geno's a beast. I don't want to make it sound it, like it, I'm mocking Geno. If, knocking if I'm just
2: taking a pass rusher, give me Geno. Yes. If I want a complete D lineman, give me Cam. Good way to put it. Because Cam can rush the passer and he can play the run. He's, he's very stout, very smart. If it's,
1: I need a sack, I don't care what time of the game it is, give me Geno. Geno's going to cook. Are you taking Fletcher Cox over either of those guys? Because they have Geno Atkins oh. ahead of Fletcher Cox. I don't know if I agree with that. But then again, Fletcher Cox didn't come into the league either until, <laughs> no. what, 13? So, I That's mean, he's he thing. doesn't have the full decade either. Correct. Yeah. But Fletcher. That boy's a
2: dog. Yeah.
1: He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. All right. Let's get let's get the linebackers here and wrap up this defense okay, okay. before we go to break. Uh, interior guys, they have Keekly and Patrick Willis mm. with Derek Johnson and Bobby Wagner as the second team. Mm. Man. I this is hard for me because I love Patrick Willis, and I think of these guys. I would take Patrick Willis, yeah. but the other guys, again, the the peak versus the body of work, I, I got to have Bobby Wagner for, for one of those. I my, was going to yeah, say,
2: yeah. I'm personally taking Bobby over Keekly, but then at the same time, I'm like, Keekly versus Willis career-wise or decade-wise, it's not really close. Right, right. <laughs> so it's, it, it's I tough. Would, I, I would probably go uh,
1: Wagner and Keekly as my starters. I think so, too. And then Willis and – ooh, they won Derek Johnson. I know. To me, like, man, they uh. say it here perfectly. Patrick Willis is one of the most naturally gifted linebackers in NFL history. Yeah. It played eight seasons, right, and seven of them he was an all-pro. <laughs> I mean, that's— And one of those years he had a cast on his hand. It's just it, it's just insane. But, I mean, yeah, if you're talking the full body of decade work— Right, because it's not the whole career. It's just 2010 on. Yep. And that's the whole issue
2: with this. So, yeah. And so
1: I, I'm with you on that, I think. Defensive backs— They've got three of them, oh, corners, I should say. Mm. Revis, Sherman, Chris Harris Jr. I completely agree with that. The not do you not? No. Oh, who you put, Are you putting uh you I putting gotta have Pat P. No, I'm, I'm putting Pat P over Chris Harris. Okay, see, they have Pat Patrick Peterson as the flex defender. Well, uh, for me, a slot defender is a flex defender. Yeah.
2: yeah. Chris Harris is a slot defender.
1: Yeah. You, you that's flex good, that's Chris right. Harris. That's, I'm not I'm not flexing Patrick Peterson. <laughs> what? That's a good way to put it. Patrick Peterson Hall of Famer. Man, y'all tripping. I'm, I'm with you on that. And then safeties. Eric Weddle and Earl Thomas. And they had Cam Chancellor as the second team flex C. I might go, mm-hmm cam chancellor and earl mm-hmm. thomas as much as i think eric Weddle is a, mm-hmm. was a great safety and people forget like steelers fans i think think of him as at the end of his career in baltimore right. and forget how good he was when he was in san diego well, he
2: was a dog in san diego
1: but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the legion of boom safeties i'm gonna go earl and i'm gonna go cam i'd never debate you on that because cam that's that's my 757 brother yep. that's hometown that's different yeah buddy so, yeah. um and then i don't do we do we need special teams uh, justin tucker is no no the only
2: thing i need to talk about special teams is this once My boy again, Pat McAfee no, no, no. is the punter. Once again, they tried to outsmart themselves. So, kick return, punt return. They go Cordero Patterson and Darren Sproles. they one oh, and two. And then but teamer. then they have. But then for second team, they put Devin Hester. If you're going to put Devin Hester in this decade, he's first team kick return and punt return. We're not, like, what down. are we even talking we ta- about yeah, here? Yeah,
1: what are we talking like, about here? Like,
2: under which stri- – if any, I would rather you put Tyreek Hill up there if he was going to do that. But you're not about to tell me Andre Roberts is up here. Over Tyreek Hill? No. And you're going to tell me Darren Sproles and Cordell Patterson are better than Devin Hester? If, if, we're, if we're going to have Devin Hester included in this decade.
3: Get it off your Because I didn't
2: want to include him in this decade. Get it off your chest. I was going to put him in the last decade. But if you're going to include him in this decade, it's no way you can fathom. I, I can't even understand how you can come to that conclusion that Devin Hester is second
1: on that list. I mean, when, we, when you think of punt returning, right? Devin Hester is the name. That like, in we, punt and kick returning, he's the name exactly, that comes to he, mind.
2: He changed the special teams even when it was going through a, a phase of it dying away.
1: Him and Dante Hall. I mean, those are the two. Right. Those are the guys. The human joystick. The human joystick. Like, what are we
2: talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about
1: here? Yeah, I think you're right because I would put Dante Hall. I'd give Dante Hall the 2000s. Yes. And then I'm I'd give Devin Hester, Hester the 2010s. And,
2: yes, I'm putting Devin Hester up here, but then – Sproles, he's in there, but Tyree Kill is still in that debate for what he was able to do is short span. I understand that. But when you look at what he was able to accomplish and the numbers that he produced, Cordell Patterson, let's be real about it, baby. You you run back one kickoff for the year what every two years, maybe? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not hearing I'm that. I'm not hearing that. No. Stop it.
1: All right. One hour in the books here. Let us know your thoughts at West Sealer at the body fifty two. The body. When we come back, we got a fun second hour planned. We'll get to all your tweets here. We got a bunch to get to. We've got best of the west. And we got to give you our projections mm-hmm. for what the next all-decade team Ooh-wee. will be in the National in no Football way, League. Baby. So we got some fun planned—a jam-packed second hour. Come back with us inside the Electric Factory. Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your twenty-four-seven home of the Black and Gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Amazing. Well, that's good. Arthur Motz, Wesley Euler with you here. Hour number two inside the electric factory. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. You already know the drill. We got an hour in the books. But if you want to chime in over the next 60 minutes, you can do so on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52 oh,
0: Dabody.
1: If you're just joining us, shame on you for six weeks. But what you missed, we kind of parsed through the last decade the best of the best in the NFL before we get to the best of the West here. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, Arthur Motz and I are going to give you what we think will be the NFL All-Decade team for the 2020s, right? So over the next 10 years, who are going to be the best of the best at their NFL positions? Arthur Motz, you want to start on offense or defense? Because <sighs> I feel like, you know, the offense, they always get all the love. They do, so I think we should keep it consistent and start defense. Okay, that's fair. This was a little difficult for me, just in the sense of like, you know how it is now with the how is in, it? interior guys versus edge guys oh, versus like? defense. You know, like, Seriously? it's the classification of guys who play in the box now mm. is tough to pin down, unless you're an interior linebacker. True. Other than that, everyone labels it differently. But what I did was I picked kind of two true hand in the dirt pass rushers, okay? Then I picked two kind of edge linebackers, okay. One interior defensive tackle, one interior linebacker. That's how I did it. I don't know how you did it. If we, I'm sure we'll have some differences. That's okay. fine. Uh, you want to start? Or you want me to start here?
2: No, 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 man. You go first. I'm okay.
1: A okay. So I'll start on the defensive line here for my two. Can we def- start D tackle? You want to start D tackle? Yeah, let's start D tackle. Let's start D tackle because you know what? I'm glad you said that. Because I'm coming in hot here with my D tackle take. Okay, okay. And remember, this is for the 2020 and
2: forward. For the next 10 decade, years. The next 10 The next 10, 10, years. 10 seasons. So, so not, not. hey, man,
1: this guy's been dominating. He's already nine years in. Ah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, because you're not about to play 19 right. years. I'm not hearing that. Because if someone's 29, 30, we're not going to put him on this it's list. That's a good one. Right. Like, for example, I didn't think about putting Khalil Mack on this list. He's, 20, he's 29 years old. It's not happening. Okay. Because I think there's some people out there that still talk about Khalil Mack like he's 24. Yeah. My defensive tackle, Arthur Mutz. I'm glad we started here because this is maybe my biggest. I don't even know if reach or prediction. Bold. That's what I'll go. It's my boldest prediction here. A guy who hasn't even played a snap in the NFL yet. Whoa. Derek. Whoa. Derek Brown, defensive tackle. Whoa. Carolina Wait Panthers. minutes. Out of Auburn last year. This guy, Derek Brown. Just go watch his tape. It's the most impressive SEC defensive lineman that's tape because I've watched in a long time. He was supposed to be playing in the NFL.
2: Time. He was supposed to be playing in the NFL,
1: and he decided to stay one more year. How many guys from LSU got drafted last year? Like 37? I don't, I don't care. I don't Derrick care. Brown, SEC Defensive oh, Player man. of the Year. He's going That's what we're doing to now. play for oh, Matt Rule, uh, where they're going to build. If you look at that draft this year, they're building that defense. Motse, they, yeah, like all man. six or seven of their picks were spent on defense. Matt Rule going to have, what, a nice three years down there, and there's <laughs> going to be a new coach, new scheme, new coordinator. It's Derrick cool. Brown right. is a dog, and he just oh, turned 22 man. years old. That's my bold prediction here on this list. I see. Who you got? Uh,
2: Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs>
1: He's 25, I think,
2: and is an absolute monster. Super Bowl champ, big part of that reason of that whole reshaping of that Chiefs defense, mm-hmm. unblockable. Yeah, it's not even close. And if I wanted to go with a backup, I would go Grady Jarrett with the Falcons. Ooh, mm-hmm. I put Ken, so I put Kenny Clark. As, Ooh, in my, okay,
1: okay, I like him. Yeah, I yeah. had him. We got the same. We got the yeah, same. Yeah, I like, so, you, I like what your mind's at. Kenny Clark just turned twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know. I went with the Derek Brown. All right. I've been loving all this right. guy since the combine. I didn't want to change, you know. All right, right. I didn't want to change now. I'm I'm just hating on Derek because I
2: say, man, he could he could have been in the league last year. It's true. He said, you know what? I felt like I should stay back another year. So essentially you, in the words of Coach Tomlin, you were the senior playing in the JV game. <laughs> so it should look like that. It should get gory. It was gory. It was gory. Uh defensive ends? Oh, this is easy. I went with the Bosa brothers. And mm-hmm. I had Miles Garrett in that debate as well Same. but it's so funny i said how, how do you pick against either one to Joey or nick i mean pick your poison so they are
1: freaks i had the two bosa brothers starting yes and then behind them miles garrett yeah and chase young Ooh, i think that's fair like i don't think that's as much I, of a bold I agree. reach i agree
2: i guess for me the reason why i don't have any of the rookies i didn't want to disrespect the players that Who've have already, already that's like, fair been in this thing doing it for a year or two that's the only thing those are the
1: only ones that yeah. you'll hear me say no, the rest chase, of the way I mean, for rookies on
2: paper chase checks every box i mean you're looking at it like how could this guy not
1: pan out <laughs> right how could he not be an all like, pro like, for a long time unless
2: you do something off
1: the field or god forbid some you, devastating yeah injury like, or, like yeah.
2: I, I don't i don't see how that's a miss
1: yeah so i'm with you there <laughs> so we're pretty you know aside from the defensive tackle uh, on the yeah, front there yeah. we're pretty similar Okay, we're good, we're good. Edge guys.
2: See? So now when you How'd say you do this? Edge, so I did this guy's is I who stand
1: at. up. I'm talking like 3 4 pass, like 3 no, 4 no, defense, So I just said rush. outside
2: linebacker. I had okay. one as a 3 4, one as a 4 3. That's how I looked oh. at it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who'd you have? I had TJ Watt and Darius Leonard. Because as a stand up outside 3 4 linebacker, TJ Watt. But as a 4 3, weak side linebacker Darius Leonard. Okay. And so, that's
1: kind of my approach with that. Uh, so I have Darius Leonard. I have question marks next to his name because I didn't know if I put him as an edge because he's not an edge guy. Right, right. An he, he's an outside.
2: 4-3 off-ball linebacker. Yes. But, I mean, when you look at it, he has to blitz a little bit, but the coverage element, the tackles and stuff like that, but that's the biggest debate in terms of how you, when you're picking Pro Bowls or All-Pros, why they have to have so many linebackers because the two schemes are going to produce drastically right. different results. Right, right.
1: So I had I had uh, T.J. Watt, and then I didn't know what to do with Leonard. So under your thing, under your kind of uh, outline here, yeah. I would have him in that same category. I also had I had Denell Hunter
3: mm, from the Vikings.
1: Yes, yes, dude, just turned 25. Yes. Just started- see, like for me, he's like a true like edge slash like
2: four three D, and I think of him in the same vein of Khalil Mack. Yes, like yes. Khalil stands up sometimes. Yes, but he's not dropping into coverage. He's a rusher. Whereas, like, when I thought of outside linebacker, I thought of how TJ, he has to rush, but he does have to drop in the coverage as well. And that was the
1: only thing with that. Donnell Hunter, to me, yeah, he's a guy tough. who— Oh, man, he's from tough. He's from Jamaica. Yeah, he's like, tough. he's really just been focusing on football yeah. for a few years. He's I think like, he's, he's like about their, to explode. He's their new version of Everson Griffin. Yes, I think, mm-hmm. I think he's about to explode. Uh, so, how would you go with your interior selection, then? So,
2: for the interior, I went Devin Bush, Tremaine Edmonds.
3: Ooh—
2: even though they're see, one's a three four, one's a four okay. three, both interior, but Trey Mann is a, a true Mike linebacker in a four three. Whereas obviously Devin Bush plays in the, the Mike or Buck, depending on how you want to classify right. here in Pittsburgh, but with the package. Right. Very, very similar in terms of responsibilities, but still different style of players, mm-hmm. though. When you look at how they both are built physically, what they're capable of doing and stuff like that. But I think both of those guys are on a trajectory. Where they are going to be the dominant linebackers that we talk about for the next five to ten years?
1: Yeah, uh, I've got Edmonds there too. You and I last year, Bills. Yeah, Week, we, beast, pre- I mean, he's. Like, we you, think he's the next Bobby Wagner. Like he absolutely, is. Absolutely, bro. He's so but, but he's, good,
2: but he's so much bigger than Bobby. Like right, he's he, bigger than TJ. Like y'all don't really. I don't. People don't really. He understand. He checks every like, box
1: from the stuff you yes. can coach and the stuff you can't coach. Correct. Yeah, um, and then I also had Devin White. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, because I'm, I'm and not then on that and at then all. I have Devin White is a dog, and then dog. I had Devin Bush at third. Yeah. And the reason that I give White the mm-hmm. the slight uh, uh, yep. edge over his Devin counterpart is, man, the last four or five games of the year last year, go watch Devin White's tape. He took off, and we saw that in spurts well, from, well, from 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 Devin Bush. But I think at the end of the year, you saw it more consistently. And from the White. reason
2: why I think it was more impressive for Devin White is you we always poo pooed about Jameis Winston at thirty interceptions they were on the field, like both Devons were on the field a lot because obviously the quarterback play here this past season wasn't up to standard. Mm-hmm. But what the Steelers weren't having to deal with were the constant turnovers, the constant change of possession, the constant, hey, I know you just got off the field after a <laughs> right. long drive, but get right back out here. Devin Bush and those guys in Tampa did. that was That was frequently, that was every week.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So in that regard, I do tip my cap more to Devin White in terms of that element of it. But the yeah. reason why I have Devin Bush, why I'm projecting. Because you went he, with the
1: two different style defense, right? No, no, because no,
2: no, right? 4-3 or 3-4. Three, three, but the thing for me, because Devin is going to be playing on a way better defense, yes, he's going to benefit from that so much more. That's a good point by you. Because he has so many pieces around him. Whereas in Tampa, they, I mean, their defense is good. But let's be real. Their defense isn't stacked the way the Steelers' defense is stacked. And that's why I think that it would differ in that regard.
1: It's an astute observation by you, Motsy. Cornerbacks. Mm. This was difficult for me to pick. I picked two out of three names here. See, I end up having four guys I wrote down. Okay. Yeah. The three I wrote down were Jalen Ramsey, Tre Davis White, and Marlon Humphrey. Oh, see you and Jalen. Okay, okay. 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 I feel like everyone's forgetting about him all of a sudden. You're right. Just you're because right. this last year was a was a weird was a you're weird right. year. Yeah, absolutely right. So what I think, so at first, my first, right, and you know how they always say, go with your gut, go with your Uh first thought. My first thought was Jalen Ramsey and Davis White, both Mm 25-year-olds. Marlon Humphrey just turned 23. Just turned 23. He is super young. But there is, now that you got me thinking, there are some more question marks around Jalen Ramsey, so maybe I would go Davis White and Marlon Humphrey. Maybe those would be my two. I mean, he is young. And I think they're set up to be with better organizations to do more winning over the next decade than the Rams who have just traded every draft pick and <laughs> are are very thin depth-wise now. You're absolutely right, Matt.
2: So for me, this is this was my biggest debate to myself. So the two that were easy for me were Tredavious White, Marlon Humphrey. Now, these last three names are what I was kind of tangled tangle in between. I looked at Jalen Ramsey. I definitely like his – I love his game. I think that he can definitely be in this debate. But I need to see what is it going to look like in terms of that situation. He's going to be out in L.A. going forward where you know they're about a year or two away from blowing that thing up. And who right. knows where he ends up after that. Right. I also thought Marcus Peters because even though he's 27, he's only played five seasons. I said, man, that, that could easily be a 10-, 12-year career. It's true. Would you add another seven just this decade? And I'm like, we've seen the success that he's already had in those five years. I mean, it's not like you talk about a five year start. I mean, he checks a lot of boxes in terms of what he was able to do, the interceptions, multiple years leading the league in picks. It's true. Big time games, housework. Like he could take it to this, he could score. He does everything you want. And I love that about him as well. Like I said, he's at he's 27, though. So I was like, ah,
1: just Just I, turned 27. He yeah.
2: turned 27 in January in this January. year. Yep. So I was like, he's still on the younger side. But then I also was looking at Steven Nelson. I said he's another guy that, okay, you saw the success he had this season. Obviously, a year ago he had with the the four picks. So I'm like, okay, is he a guy that could potentially project to that? Because he's going to benefit the same way that Devin Bush is with this defense with that pass rush as well. Now, obviously, I think it's going to largely depend on how long he has Joe Hayden with him because that takes a lot of the burden off of him in terms of what he's capable of. But I definitely was thinking, like, honorable mention for him.
1: Yeah. I that That's a great call by you. It really is because I think for corners, too, sometimes. The twi- I mean, Joe Hayden's proved this. Like, 27, 28 isn't as old as it used to be. Right. You know, like, these guys right. can play into their early 30s and play at a high Easily. level. Because, like, I'm looking at Marcus Peters. I'm like, if, if he plays 20, at a high level. You're
2: 27, for, you play for another five, six years at that. That's half this decade. And if you're five, six years are what you already have done for those five, that's nuts.
1: And in five, six years, he could still play for another year or two after that. I mean, because he could easily. And We're
2: just talking about five, six years of him being top flight, right. not just in the league. Because right. there's a the difference between right. you're in the league, but you're not top flight. Or you talk about some of these guys, they make the transition like a Charles Wilson did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I thought he gave you ten years at corner, now I'm going to give you another five at safety. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> It's crazy, man. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, Rod Wilson's not the guy, he did it. You know when you think about guys being able to transition?
1: Dude, it's just phenomenal. Some of these guys just as athletes are, are just outstanding. Unreal, man. I mean, unreal. Here's where this was one this was one of the hardest decisions to make for me at the safety position. Because I feel like there's three candidates that are cut and dry above Ooh. everybody else. Okay. So for my starters, easy. I got Derwin James Ooh, and yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, but man, it really kills me to leave Jamal Adams <laughs> out of there. Like I am wearing my, <laughs> I, am, I am wearing my black and gold glasses here. I I, I admit oh, that man. it's tough to leave Jamal Adams off this That's list. Tough, Can tough. I put him in as a flex? Can I do the pro football focus thing? That's tough. Uh, f- but for th- I think those three are the clear cut and dry next wave yeah. of safeties in the national football. League. So for me, I tried to
2: like break it up free safety, strong safety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, Minka is my free. Yep. You know, let him roam, do yep. what he does. Derwin James Durbin's strong. is my strong. But then. That's what I had too. But I also. I still had like a backup for both of them honorable mentions. Okay. So I had Marcus Williams from the Saints, Young Cat balling out all pro. One of the most underrated players Absolutely. in football. Absolutely. I've had him as my backup free, and then obviously Jamal Adams is the backup strong. I mean, dude, Jamal Adams can ball and he, he could play either position, Absolutely. honestly. Yeah. And a lot of those guys aren't interchangeable like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard. I mean, Derwin James came in the league as a rookie, and you could say he was the best
1: at his position. Yes. Like we talked about that last week, I yes. think. How rare is it that that happens? Like, no, like legit, he's the best. at his Especially position. on defense, like it happens sometimes with Zeke right, and right. some things like that. But yeah, that a defensive guy yeah. walks in and like wow. Yeah, yeah, and I think everyone forgets about him because of unfortunately what he, well, he went through injured. last yeah, year. Yeah, Absolutely. but get, get ready, yeah, soon. get ready for yes. a redemption It'll tour for Derwin soon. James this year. So that was our defense. We're gonna take a short, short break here. Come back. Whoa, you didn't do punt return, kick return? Uh, I did not.
2: Well, mine was easy. I had Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. All right, there we go. And then, yeah. and, then and then the cat from the uh, cheese, Mercole uh, Hartman. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. But you know, I, I didn't even realize when we talked the punt returns, the all pros, mm-hmm. both of those guys were rookies in terms of Deontay Johnson and Deontay Harris. That's right.
1: I had no clue. And that works that works well for this conversation, Absolutely. too. <laughs> we'll get to the offense when we return. We're still taking your tweets. At West Steeler at the body fifty two. The body. Steelers blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: All right, I know I said at 120 we were going to do best of the West, but we're kicking that back a segment because we got to finish our 2020 predictions here. Uh And I shouldn't say 2020 predictions, all decade predictions. Thank you. All right, so real simple here, if you're just joining us, if you missed some of it, this is what we think 10 years from now when people give their all decade team for the 2020s. We're predicting who will be the best 10 players at their position, well, sorry, the best players at their positions for the next 10 years. Correct. So don't say, "Oh, how could you leave Aaron Donald off this list?" Well, because, you know, what's his what's he going to look like 4 or 5 years from now, right? This is true. Khalil Mack, some of these some of these guys like when we get to the offense here, I'm sure there'll be some names where how could you leave that guy off the list? But man, if he's 27, 28 years old, this is an all-decade team, so just keep all that in mind. Arthur Moats to the offense. We go at quarterback. I think this should take us about five seconds. I've got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> wow! Oh, shocker there! Jeez. I mean, See, you don't. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, folks, he doesn't. You have Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, you went Mahomes. I thought about going Russell Wilson, but I went Mahomes. Well, oh, man. now I got Mahomes as well. <laughs> Like, halfway through there, I picked up on what you were doing. I was like, oh, wait a second. He's just messing with me. Could have said Lamar. Could have said Lamar. Could have said Lamar. I mean, and, I, and, and if someone wanted to tell me Russell Wilson because they think his next seven or eight years are going to be that good, I yeah, mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't knock that race. either. I'm a prisoner of the moment when it comes to the quarterback play, though. Yeah. Major prisoner of the moment hundred percent. Right so, for that reason alone, Moats has taken Baker Mayf- Mayfield. All right. Very good. We move Whoa. on.
2: <laughs> Actually, I'm a Johnny Manziel guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brandon Whedon. Running back. It's a two-horse race for me. I got four names up here, bro. Whoa! I could not figure out who I wanted to go with. So what I did was I did a running back and I did a flex because I cheated the pro football focus way. Okay, well, you, you know what? We have a flex. We're good then. Okay. Good. That'll work. Uh, so I got Saquon at running back. I got Christian McCaffrey at flex.
2: See, I got Saquon and I have Kamara as my flex name. Okay. But obviously my two backers would have been Zeke mm-hmm. and then McCaffrey. And then McCaffrey. Yeah. So we're
1: pretty close because – I don't know why,
2: man. I'm just – I like Kamara's game just a little bit better. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I, I got Kamara as my backup at I mean McCaffrey's uh, nice though. Yeah. And his numbers obviously
2: reflect that. But I also know that McCaffrey hasn't had to split carries or share, whereas Kamara he had to share with Ingram. Then he dealt with being a little bit banged up this year and things like that. But yeah. You can't go wrong with either one of those. No, guys. absolutely. And Saquon I think is clear cut the new wave. Like yeah. and, and I'm just twenty three Jones being better.
1: Yeah, I would hope so. Right, so if he's getting better, that makes him a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. You can't put as many people in the box. It opens things up for him. Yeah, we all know how that works. We've talked about that here on the show. So those are – okay, so we're on the same page so far. Pretty close. I think this might be where we maybe start to have some difference in opinions. I have four wide receivers. Four wide receivers. How much you go with? One? I got four as well. Okay, good. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) How much you go
2: with? I I went uh, Michael Thomas. Okay. A.J. Brown. Yep. Tyreek Hill. Yep. Amari Cooper. Woo! We got three of the same four. Wow. Okay, okay.
1: I went, Michael Thomas. Uh-huh. As much as I, he just bothers me. He's like in the thin skin Hall of Fame. Him, hey. and, him and Kevin Durant, the guys that are so Listen. good, but they got to respond to every
2: person I, on I, Twitter. I, I understand, man. I understand. But as long as you catch them touchdown passes, you're you still making my I, list. I, I don't care. You make yeah. my list. You can cry in the car. You can you can tweet and DM people. I'm at your girl's house. You can do all that. I'm laid up. You know what I mean? Do whatever you want. Just keep producing on Sundays, <laughs> so baby. So here
1: was my order. Um Tyreek Hill. I had Tyreek Hill one mm. because he's okay. gonna have Mahomes to play with Correct. seemingly for a long time. Right, whereas where Michael th- Thomas is gonna have some quarterback change Very here. Very true. I got oh, Tyreek about that. That's a good call. Tyreek Hill one, Michael Thomas two, AJ Brown three. AJ and- Brown probably
2: gonna have his quarterback longer than Michael Thomas.
1: Yeah, but the, <laughs> the reason, too, that I, like, the AJ, he, he just turned 22. He's like, he's young. so young. And then I had DeAndre Hopkins four. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, because Hop just turned 27. So You're in right. my mind, I'm thinking, if he has six great years yeah. with Kyler Murray, yeah. that's enough for him to land on a top four and, and, of a list. And it's
2: not too, like, out there to think that he can play another seven years, potentially eight years. Like, he has, what, six in right now, if that? hmm I think
1: six. So. Six, yeah. Uh, maybe no, five. Let me check. I think it's less than that. It might just be five. Because I'm trying to think, did he come out of Clemson? He came out of Clemson a year early, didn't he? I want to say he did. Because weren't him and Sammy, Sammy Watkins came out at like the same time. He came out 13. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. He has seven years Seven right years. Now. Yeah. Okay. okay. He came out at 13, though. So if he has another great six seasons, and, and then— Like you said,
2: just turned 27. And, yeah. uh, well, no, 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 no. Or is he about to he's turn? He's about to turn 28.
1: Oh, I read it wrong. June is his birthday. Oh, I read it wrong. Mm. Okay, well, maybe I'd have to rethink that one. But that's yeah. why I got him fourth. That's why he's at the bottom of the Hello. list. <laughs> so wait, who was, your, who was the four, who was the one we had different? had Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's yeah, Amari right. That's a good call. Yeah. He's 25, 26. 25, he already has
2: 3,000-yard seasons. Oh, that's a really good a call. Pro bowl, four pro bowls in five seasons. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll
1: maybe I'll switch that out. That's a good call. And
2: I'm anticipating them potentially getting that deal done with Dak.
1: Yes, I think even so. even though
2: they want a five year, he wants a four year. They can work that out. I think so. They're not they're not gonna let him yeah. go. Yeah. So I'm like, if you got Dak and Zeke, you're gonna continue to benefit.
1: Tight end. I think this one might have been as easy as the quarterback selection. How many did you go with one or two? I just went with one, mm. George Kittle. But if you're making me take a backup. mm-hmm. I'll go with another Iowa guy. I'll go TJ Hawkinson. Stop it!
2: I got George Kittle, and Mark Andrews.
1: Mark Andrews <laughs> is a really good one. Yeah. And an honorable mention: Austin Hooper. Ooh. Honorable
2: mention.
1: Wait, what about OJ Howard? I mean, what yeah, about OJ Howard? Yeah, yeah. There's some really good young tight ends in they, football they right now. They actually are. But we both agree that George Kittle's the clear cut number one. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was George Kittle. And then it was like, okay, if I had
2: to make a debate for somebody else. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay, Mark. You you're in there. Yeah. Hooper, you know, you're, you're in like, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I mean, I, I, it's it's is levels to this thing. We know it is.
1: I, I like it. I like it. Um, and we already set our flex. So what we did with offensive line too, we just did one tackle, one guard, mm-hmm. and one center. I went Laramie Tuncil as the tackle. Really good one. He's my number two. I got Orlando Brown number one Ooh. though. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. And what you know what the difference was is Laramie Tunsell is gonna be twenty-six this season. Orlando Brown's gonna be twenty-four. So that was the difference to me. Oh, he's two years younger.
2: I just like how Laramie Tunsil changed the face of that trash Houston office line. Yes.
1: Trash. Yes, finally. That they've been been trying to change for five years. So (laughs) for me,
2: I was like, yeah, that's 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 tough. Yep. All right, then at guard I I went quitting. I was gonna say I think that's an easy one. Not going against that at all. Just turned twenty four years old. And he's some will say he's already the best guard in the league. I mean, I'll say he's the best left guard because obviously you know, he plays right we guard. I don't want to go down that there path. There we go. But he could be the best left guard in the league. How
1: about we'll just say he's top five. For sure. How about that?
2: Top three.
1: Top three. Yeah. Top three. Especially now with uh yeah. with some retirements. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, top yeah. three for sure. That's a good then call my By center, you. I went, uh, I went Ryan Kelly. Oh, I thought I was going to st- – I thought I was going to surprise you with that one. That's who you went to? That's who I went to. <laughs> <laughs> look, I got it written down here. Ryan Whoa. Kelly. Ryan Kelly, 26 years old. Yes, bro. I, he thought, I tight. thought I was going to surprise you he with that tight, one. Man. Dang it. He Be- is tight. And I think the fact that he's playing next to Quentin Nelson it is going that is much help that, that him that was in that for me, regard.
2: I looked at it like Pouncy and, and, and Castro. Look at you and I. I said Pouncy and Castro, that center guard tandem. They feed off of each other, and they make each other better. They push yes. each
1: other. And I said, this is going to be the it's, same exact situation. It's like the new wave of that, yes, I think, just absolutely. four or five years younger. Dang, yep. I thought I was going to I I thought I was gonna have a quick one on yeah, you with Ryan man. Kelly. Oh, this, this, you know, that's just you and I. We're just two P's. I, I, like, I like where you're at, man. We're just two P's here. I like your mindset. Uh, did you have anything else? Because I thought about doing a head coach, but I you didn't. You know, in
2: my mind, I was like, who could I make as a head coach on this list?
1: I got three names. <laughs> All right, let's hear your names. Kyle Shanahan. And I went with, I should I should preface uh, this. Right, I should preface this. Right. I went with all head coaches who were younger than 50. Correct. Okay. Because I was
2: like, I, I wouldn't put, I'm not going
1: to go down the name I I thought, no, on the list of names. I thought, but no, I thought, like, I thought Andy Reid because, you know, like with Mahal, like, but Andy Reid's almost 70. Yeah. So, he I mean, Carol is up there too. Right, right. Yeah, so, like, I I I just, I, I don't. don't f- you don't put Coach Tom on your list? He's only, what, 43? He is young. Yeah, yeah he's young. But again, I, I'm like I don't. Coach Tomlin though has also been in the league already as a head coach. This is going to be his 14th season. Yeah, it's a long time. Like a lot of these guys too. Like, what if Coach Tomlin? And maybe I'm just conditioning this as a Pittsburgher. Like. I maybe I thought his Coach Tomlin and more the Bill Cowher vein. Like mm. I just don't see this dude coaching till he's 80. You know, I like agree. he's got kids yeah. who are playing college football. He's got other interests in that. life. Like I do agree with. So that. I think that's why maybe I I just didn't even really consider Mike Tomlin in this conversation. You know, I, I went with guys who are young and have only been head coaches for like less than five years. So I went mm. I, the three that I thought of were uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, my guy Frank Reich, and Doug Peterson. Those are the three I thought of. Although Doug Peterson for me, I don't know. I need to see this year too because I don't Doug know how Peterson much they got a got a
2: got a lot of them. Iffy I don't know seasons, how much of bro, his I like, don't know how much of
1: his credit belonged to Frank Reich. You know, I'm still kind of trying hey. to figure that out. Um, but I think you and I talked about this a little bit. Like I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I think more than most people. Like you do. The, the dude's still in his 30s. I think people are talking about him like he's a finished product. Like like what? Like he could never bro, even the, get better as a head coach. Like. Yeah, I'm not
2: I'm – I don't disagree with that part. I, I Put it like this, I'm more confident in Kyle Shanahan than I am in – uh, what's the cat in L.A.? Uh,
1: Sean McVay. Sean McVay. I'm um, with 100% on I that. I feel like McVay is more gimmick. 100% on
2: that. Yep. But people will swear by McVay. I remember two years ago, they would say he's the best coach in football. Then last year, it's like, hmm, catch I think up to if I think if
1: I could take a, a head coach GM, a young head coach GM combination, yeah. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch would be tough to beat for the next mm, 10 years.
2: You don't want to go L-way? <laughs>
1: Flores and, uh, I'm forgetting his name down in Miami, is now too would be a, a oh, good yeah, one to yeah. go with, too. See, Flores,
2: I, I like him a lot. But I just need to see the success now. Right. That's right. my biggest need with him.
1: Well, Arthur Moats, But you know what? That was fun. But what do you, know you got, what do you you got before though? we wrap it up here?
2: I like Kyle Shanahan, but I also like Sean McDermott.
1: Sean McDermott's a good one. And He's had a ton of success good in his one. first three years up there already, man. That's a really good I, I like those kind of program builder yes. guys. Yeah, you know? and that's what they are. Yeah. And they have a GM. It's not like they just inherited Correct. teams that were already winning mm-hmm. 10 games a year.
2: And, and I think when you look at the GM up there, Brandon, being like he's committed to McDermott. He doesn't feel any pressure of, yes. hey, you're only going to get a short leash one year, two yes. years, and try to rebuild this thing. So I do like that a lot. And you're already seeing the results as well.
1: I dig it. I dig it. That was fun. It was, man. Next, coming up next will be fun too. We'll have our uh, our first best of the West since I we. I bet you were gonna say Matt Patricia though, honestly. We, oh, the pencil for all. I know how you feel about him. You love him. The pencil for all. Yeah, next to Sean Payton. He's just my favorite coach yeah, in the man. NFL. You know me so well. <laughs> we'll get to our last break here. When we come back, we'll do best of the West and we will wrap up with your tweets. At West Steeler at the body fifty two. The body. Inside the electric factory. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
3: This now,
0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Oh, it's time to get out of here with a little bit of dancing, a little bit of smiling and laughing. Ah, yes. Yes. My favorite
2: thing to do on a Wednesday, baby. You know what that is? Best of the West? Little best
1: of the West. Let's so we're going to switch it up for the summer, right? Because normally best of the West is a power ranking of the, the best teams in the NFL. And as we get closer to the season, we'll do some real football-centric things. Like maybe we'll do a best of the West quarterbacks, you know, give your oh, top you ten do quarterbacks. Like, Why? You're right. Because this is way more fun. Because Absolutely. what I got for you today, Arthur Motes, and for the power have? grid out there. What do you have? West? I've got... The best of the West, Mm -hmm. 10 sports bucket list items that I want to do before I die. Hey, now. How about that? Talk about hey, now. I thought they were about to say hey, now there. It would have been perfect timing, (laughs) but I was wrong. Arthur Motes, so I got 10 things for you, all right? Wesley Euler sports bucket list. Two caveats here. One, the first is that I did not put these in order, okay? So, like, it's not in list of chronological, or it's not in list of, like, number one is what I most want to do. I wrote a bunch of things down. I scratched some things out, right? So this is in no order. Mm -hmm. It's just 10 sports bucket list items. The real big caveat is, Motzi, I couldn't put anything on here that isn't regularly scheduled or that would be... Out of my control. If yeah, that like makes West Virginia sense. trying to go to the Big right. 12 championship. Like, it's so, not happening. So, for example, it's not happening. if I were to make a sports bucket list where it could be anything, the number one thing on my sports bucket list is to see WV football win a national championship. It's never happening. It's, it's never happening, though. It's I mean, not, it could it. happen in basketball. It's never happening in football. It's not in happening football. in basketball either. Come on, bro. What, you, what, you, what do you, 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 you We're in the Final Four this decade. What are you talking about? So, y'all like, what did y'all do when y'all got there? Well, Deshaun Butler blew out his knee and we lost. Ah, excuses. That swagger. Can I just tell you? The thing that hurts me the most in life, other than December 1st, 2007, and mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy and, and that score which shall not be named. That swaggerless Duke team <laughs> shooting 61% from behind a three-point arc hey, in that final four live, to win man. a national championship. Let them boys live. Oh, that was the most swaggerless team ever. Okay, so anyways, Arthur Motes. My sports bucket list. So that's the caveat, right? Like I can't say, oh, I'd love to see the, you know, uh, the Penguins beat the I don't know, the Penguins beat the LA Kings in a game seven of the Stanley Cup final at home in Pittsburgh, right? Like it can't be, it has to be something that is regularly scheduled, that happens regularly, that I know is going to happen in my lifetime, right? Okay. Okay. So number one, and again, this isn't necessarily in order of my importance, but number one, Army-Navy football game oh ho, ho, ho. And, yes and this might actually be number one <laughs> on my list uh, but i also wrote in philadelphia because they do it philly and baltimore yeah i don't need to go to baltimore and get that overrated crab cakes all right oh i want some cheesesteaks and some pizza and some pizza and some bagels i Dude, want army I navy think. oh man in philly that's tough next one also football related Iron Bowl. I want to attend an Iron Bowl. I don't care if it's at Alabama or Auburn, but Mm. I want to attend an Iron Bowl. In person. SEC the hatred. Number three, sticking with uh, college rivalries here. UNC Duke.
2: Yeah, that's not, yeah.
1: At Cameron Indoor State. Yep, yep. I mean, come on. thats I think that's like on every real sports yes. fan's bucket list. Yes. you got to see a game at Cameron Indoor and everybody. It's got to be against the Tar Heels, right? And I have
2: to be dressed up as a Cameron Crazy.
1: Yes. 100, I need the face paint. I yes. need the goofy T-shirt mm-hmm. and the stripes. Whatever section they have me in, I'm all in. Number four, a Manchester United game at Old Trafford, which is mm-hmm. Manchester United's home pitch, as they call it, their home stadium, against Chelsea or Liverpool. Mm, Okay, I like that. Two biggest rivals, two teams I dislike the most. A Manchester United home game at Old Trafford against Chelsea or Liverpool. Number five, a World Cup match. Okay. A World Cup game. I want to attend a World Cup game. We got a lot of similarities on our list. And I also wrote that I would like it to be a game that featured a team from South America. Versus a Mm. team from Europe. Because I feel like for the crowd atmosphere, those are always the best scenes. The the most intense games is when you have a European team against like Brazil or Argentina or Uruguay. Because those two fan bases do not like each other. And those styles of football are very different. World Cup match, South America versus Europe, number five. I like that. I like that. Number six, the Ryder Cup.
3: Mm,
1: In Europe. Okay. Okay. I want to go decked out in my stars and stripes, my okay. America gear, in Europe, talking trash. Okay. You know how Ryder Cup is? It's like yeah, different yeah. than because I thought about putting the Masters. It's different than. But the it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 like us versus them. It's yes. a little more lively. Yes. It's a little more party atmosphere. The Masters atmosphere.
2: real uptight. You know, let right, oh, right. You know, let me wear my
1: right. Real snobby. Whereas I could show up to the Ryder Cup wearing America hat, oh, yeah, America with bandana, with yes. and, and let's go. Absolutely. So the Ryder Cup in Europe. Number seven is an NBA Finals Game 7. Okay, I don't care who it's between. I would love okay. to go to an NBA Finals Game 7. Okay. I think it's the best Game 7 it's of it. It's a crazy atmosphere. It's a man. crazy atmosphere. Number eight, the Pittsburgh Penguins playing the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal, mm. a Saturday night Penguins road game at the Bell Center. Okay, If you talk to hockey fans, they'll all tell you, it's like the uh, it's like the going to Fenway or, yeah, or yeah. you know what I mean or going to Wrigley Field like Fair you have enough. to go to a Saturday night home Montreal Canadiens game. Okay. It's the best atmosphere in hockey. They always it seems like every year they play the Penguins home on a Saturday yes. night because of all the French Canadian guys Correct. the Penguins have. Correct. Pens Habs on a Saturday night at the Bell Center. Number nine an Olympic final in track or swimming. Ooh the hundred meter sprint. Hundred meter dash or like a four hundred meter butterfly. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Can
2: I, can I get Michael Phelps on the list?
1: I ah. know. Wouldn't that be great? But when the next Michael Phelps rolls <laughs> right, right, around. Right. And then my last one. So I wanted to have something baseball related, even though I'm not okay. a huge baseball guy. Fair enough. For a long time, for, for, a, for yes, mostly yesterday, I had Yankees at Red Sox at Fenway. Okay. But the more and more I thought about it, I think it would be a blast to go to a College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm. You talk about atmosphere and fan bases. Okay. And uh, I think a College World Series in Omaha would be a blast. So real quick again, my 10. Nice. Ar- Army, Navy in Philly. Iron Bowl. UNC Duke at Cameron Indoor. A Manchester United home game against Chelsea or Liverpool. A World Cup match. The Ryder Cup in Europe. An NBA Finals Game 7. Saturday night Habs game at the Bell Center. An Olympic final of track or swimming in the College World mm-hmm. Series. Arthur Moats, what say you? I like your list, man. That's pretty dope. So for me, man,
2: my number one. LeBron James home playoff game in L.A. I was gonna say I was gonna say NBA Finals Game Seven because I've been to uh, NBA I've been to Game Three NBA Finals in In Cleveland Cleveland. when they were playing Golden State the first time around insane atmosphere and I can't project it oh it'll be a Game Seven in L.A. so I just said a home playoff game in L.A. perfect LeBron it'll be nuts I I can just see me watching Jack Nicholson on the sideline I have my Ray Bans on inside like. Totally feeling myself. I see Beyonce and Jay-Z over there. Like, every who's who. You see Rihanna over there. You know what I mean? You see Jack over there. And we're just sitting here chilling like, yo, what's good, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, for me, that's number one. Number two, huge Yankees fan. So, for me, man, any Yankees game in Yankee Stadium, right in the Bronx. Have you been there? I haven't. That's that's legit, like. I've been there. It's amazing. I've never been. It's one of the things, like. Actually, this year I was gonna, I was planning on going to one actually this summer. And, yeah, and then, and then obviously the everything the coronavirus happened. messed yeah, everything up. Like I was up. doing all my bucket list, like going to Hawaii, going to see a Yankees game. So yeah, everything kind of. Like, and I've seen the Yankees play numerous times, but always on the road. Sure, I've seen them play in Toronto. You gotta get to Yankees. I've seen the them in Pittsburgh. I've seen them in so San cool. Fran.
1: Like, yeah. and you know, every, anybody who's listened to this show for more than fifteen minutes mm. knows that you and I aren't huge baseball guys. Correct. I was walking around Yankee Stadium for 3 hours Bro, like a nerd. Like, I, I it was love, it was like it's gorgeous and just mm-hmm. the history, it's it's like, awesome. for me that's what it is, the
2: history of it. Like the Yankees, they are the I mean if you want to call the Cowboys America's team like they are America's team when it comes to baseball, you think of them, you think of the Sox like the Red Sox, not the White Sox. It's only yes, one. Yes, there's Sox. only one Sox. Let's, let's that's right. That's that. right. But yeah, so the Yankees, man, going to see a Yankees game in Yankee Stadium yeah, that, that for me, what a big
1: hot dog, too. I got to have a hot dog. The stadium food, the, everything yeah, there is yeah. incredible. The stadium's so nice, the history and, element And I want them it, in the, the pinstripes, not the gray. Oh, I want the yeah. Stripes. You got you to gotta have the pinstripes. Yeah. I think they only wear the grays on Sundays, right? Yes.
2: Well, because, you know, every team has like the, oh, this is their Sunday uniform. Like with the Pirates, right, they'll wear right. the, uh, the camos. With or, the pill hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So real quick before you get back to your list, I had a heck of a day. This would have been summer 2018. It was right before, it was like a month before actually Morgan and I moved back to Pittsburgh yeah. when we were still living in Philly. We went to uh, me, Morgan, and a couple of my buddies. We left Philly. We hopped on a train at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday, went to a Yankees day game, all right, <sighs> where Luis Severino was on the mound. Oh, man. And Aaron Judge and Jean, Jean Carlos oh, Stanton hit man. back-to-back bombs. Insane. It was right? awesome. Insane. And then we went to Citi Field for the, yeah, gra- for, yeah. the for the Grateful Dead show. That's so awesome. we went to a Yankees game at Yankee now, Stadium did you in you the afternoon. Up for the Grateful Dead? Um, so I have I have a tie dye. It's the only tie dye piece of clothing uh-huh. that I own. Uh, wait, that's a lie. I have two tie dye shirts now. Oh, okay, but okay, I have an out. OG. It's a WVU rugby. Yeah. Okay. It's just like low key tie dye. It's like a yellow tie dye, right, like right. real, you know, like real subtle tie dye. Yeah. And it says, it says West Virginia Rugby on the front. And on the back, it says, what a long, strange trip it's been, which is the Grateful Dead uh, long, strange trip. Okay, okay, so I, like I just that. I just wore that shirt to that's the Yankees plain. game and because I was repping WVU. Yeah, and that's, then, yeah, so that's, that's what I did. I
2: like that. I like okay, that. Okay, so
1: finish with your list all right, here. All right, so because the third on my list, so
2: I need to go see a Conor McGregor fight. Oh. Yeah, but I want, if I can oh. catch it in Dublin. Oh. If I can catch it in oh, Ireland, oh, 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 oh my gosh! Oh, I'll be I'll be belligerent in there, drinking oh, proper 12 whiskey the whole day.
3: Oh.
2: I can't day drink if I don't start in the morning. If
1: somebody, so, somebody so, good told you that. Yeah, so so I'll be all the way there with it, baby. You know what? I got in my honorable mentions on my oh, list man. here. I had Kentucky Derby and Champions League. I yeah. gotta put a UFC on here yeah. too. That's really like, like, cause you go see good. where we good. started. Where That's we started different. You
2: like you? You hit me with the Ryder Cup. Cool and all that, like cool, but me, I'm gory. I need a Conor McGregor (laughs) fight. That's at three. I need a John Jones fight. That's four. I got to see a John Jones one.
1: So, so playoff game in LA. Playoff game in LA. LeBron playoff game in LA. Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Okay. Conor McGregor McGregor fight at three. But
2: I would love to see it in Dublin, in Ireland. Like, that'll be nuts. John Jones fight anywhere. It doesn't matter. He's probably going to fight in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Number five, I have a slash because. Technically, this guy's retired, but we've also seen him come out of retirement multiple times. I'm talking Floyd Mayweather. Ooh. A Floyd Mayweather fight in Vegas at the MGM. <sighs> come on, baby. And you know he does. He he so that's why I'm like, he's up there. But if not, if not, if he stays retired, World Cup game, but I want to see I want to see Germany play. Ooh, I like, like, like my I, squad. Yeah, I want to see Germany play. The Eulers, like, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see him play. And, and, and yeah, my house is dein house. <laughs> You know what I mean? For for all my Germans out there, that means my house is your house. Mi casa es su casa. That's what it means. Shout out to all my Germans. Okay? Mein haus ist du haus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so for me, man, that'd that that that'd be something I would definitely, that's that's five on the bucket list. Six, we were on the same page, Army-Navy game. But for me, I said I couldn't decide Philly or Baltimore because I love cheesesteaks and I love crab cakes. I know. I do love so crab cakes, tripping. too. So I'm not tripping, but <laughs> i, I got to be there and I want to see the president do yeah. <laughs> you know, this little wave thing. I'm like, ah, I, and, and I want Lee Corso. I want Lee Corso for the game. They put hat, on the hat yep. and do that little like yep. awkward wave he does, yep. and he ah, who's he waving at? I don't know, but I like it.
1: <laughs> Army, Army, Navy. If I had to pick, I think one thing, man, that for me is that's yeah. that's up there. And then and then I would want to go party with them
2: afterwards because I know that's probably the <sighs> most insane party. Epic. Oh, man. it's got to be. I mean, because they already know, like service people, they they party hard. When they get rightfully a chance so. when they get a chance to yes. have some free time, they right. have some free time. And Rightfully so they should party here. <laughs> yeah. They earned it. Hundred percent. But man, if I could just go to the game, see the president wave. I don't even care who the president is. I I'm, we're not getting into politics. It, it could be anybody, it could be your mama's president. I don't yeah. care. It could be eighty. I eight just wanna see the now, president wave, do now, yeah. the little wave thing. Yeah. That's it, just do the wave. All right, cool. Then after that, we wanna go I'm gonna go party, party. with these with, with these army and navy people.
1: Um, I had, he played at North Allegheny High School. His Mm. name was Weston Henderson. Him and I uh, worked at Foot Locker together. He was a defensive end at Navy. Mm. And some of the stories that he told me, like, dude, when we get a chance to party, we party. Dude, I have a close (laughs)
2: friend who played DN at Army. Ends up transferring to JMU his uh, junior and senior year. And literally, he would tell me some of the stuff, and I'm like, whoa. Like, y'all are wild. When they have a chance to party, they throw down, baby. Yes, man. So, for number seven on my list, Daytona 500. It's a good one. I, for the first time, I watched a race car event this weekend. NASCAR, they had their, their first uh, drive since right. everything. I no, think, f- no people yeah, in the crowd. No yeah. people in the crowd, but it was insane. I had never really sat and watched a NASCAR event, and now I'm like hooked. I'm like, yo, what's this? I'm asking people all the questions. My wife is like, yo, why are you talking to me about NASCAR? Granted, she's a NASCAR fan, so I was like, this is kind of cool. She's schooling me up. I, I feel like <laughs> a little kid right now. But Daytona 507, 8. Duke versus UNC, Cameron and I already man. gotta be dressed up. Come you already on, know man. I'm going crazy. Coach K has to be the coach too. Yep, has to be. Yep, and yeah, I- I'm absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah. No shirt, paint me. Blue. I ain't got no love for Duke, but I'm yeah. going nuts in that game. Mm, I- I'm gonna be there acting a the fool. <laughs> Number nine, a Grand Prix, Formula One. Yeah, but the Abu Dhabi Lake. I want to see it in Abu Dhabi. <sighs>
1: yeah yeah Abu Dhabi or Monaco would yeah be yeah am- one of those amazing because yeah. it's a vacation right right it's a vacation but it's like to paradise but
2: for me when I because I've always been more drawn to Formula One than the stock car okay because I thought like anybody could drive in a circle mm-hmm. the Formula One their right turn left turn hairpins like yeah, it's so it's much crazy. more and the speed they're going with and the stakes are a lot higher NASCAR you crash you have a high probability you're going to be fine. You're going to survive that. You know what I mean? You're good. Formula One, flip uh, fifty. Not so much. 50, yeah. 50, fifty baby. Yeah. So the stakes are a lot higher. So for me, like I would love to be able to go see that, and the atmosphere is a lot more. High scale bougie. Yes. At the at the Formula One. It is. And for me, anybody that knows me, they know I you I'm, like to get dressed up. I, I'm and a little bougie. Drink some whiskey you know salad. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no. I wanna holler at the bougie people. I wanna be in that crowd. As Daytona- much
1: as, as, much as I'd love like the Daytona crowd, right? But, like
2: Daytona Crowd reminds me of like if we're if Kenny Chesney, tell me yes. like I love I would that. Love crowd that. Too. That's fun too. But I also love the bougie crowd too. But I love the bougie. Like, let me you put and on I something are both, nice, like <laughs> Like we can get real.
1: We can get real redneck with it. Yes, or yes, like yes, I can. I can
2: put on my. Right, right. Put on my double breast and like, get like, real like, fancy like, dress. Like, like, <laughs> when I think Formula One, I'm thinking I'm James Bond. When, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm Daytona 500, I'm Talladega Knights. I'm Ricky yes. Bobby. You like, you know what I mean? And I love both worlds. Yeah, yeah. I
1: love both. It's like the Army Navy versus the Iron Bowl. Yes, yes, yes. Both
2: worlds. So that's how I feel about that, man. And then for ten. Attend a Super Bowl game in person. So I've been to Super Bowls, like the Super Bowl weeks, like all the events leading up to it. I've Mm -hmm. watched the game. I'll tell you, the first time I watched one this past year. I've done all those things. I've always had tickets to the games, but I've never actually went to the game. So for me, man, I would love to actually go to the game. I feel like I've seen uh, NBA Finals in person like it was dope it was a crazy atmosphere but for me I was like man I've played my whole life like I've dedicated so much to football I want to go see the biggest stage
1: yeah. in person 100% that makes total sense for you I was wondering if there was going to be something with one of those like crazy rock groups as the halftime show too don't do I don't mm. want I don't
2: want a Britney Spears halftime show I don't want a Beyoncé halftime show I you want
1: get, like the Rolling Stones yeah, out there Yeah
2: yeah give me like a Rolling Stone. give me Queen but obviously yeah. Queen's going to be a little jacked up yeah. give me Kiss you can go Kiss you can go the Eagles. I mean, you got options. ACDC reunion. ACDC would touch my soul. Led Zeppelin reunion. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I'm with all that. Now give me, Now I'm give picking me up. One. I want I to like, ah, right. tongue out rock boy for the halftime show. You want to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I want that. And, and you got to smash the guitar when you're done. Ooh. Yeah. That, that's how I feel There
1: about. we go. Now so, yeah. we're talking. So there's our sports bucket list. That's some good stuff on there. Fire. It really is. I like that Super Bowl one on yours. uh Real quick, I wanted to ask you: Did you ever? Did you have a chance in sixteen or seventeen? Did you make it to a, uh, a Cup final game? No, I did not. Okay. Mm.
2: Oh no 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 uh, Stanley Cup yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was, I already went yeah. to Stanley Cup. I actually because
1: okay. I was going th- to say those atmospheres are crazy Stanley too. Cup
2: games here in Pittsburgh. Okay. Obviously, when they were back to back and everything like mm-hmm. that, we went to both of them. The one thing that I hated though, I never got a chance to see them win one. In like in Pittsburgh, it's
1: always on the road. So you know that's they, what I missed. Cra- it's it's so crazy. The Penguins have won five Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. They've never won a single never one at home. Here. All five have been on the road. And,
2: and that's probably good because it, the amount of people that would have rested From the party standpoint, or, or, or it
1: is good. Yeah, hurt. Yes, but yeah. Um, so it would have been, it would have been Minnesota, mm-hmm. Chicago, Detroit. Yep. Uh, San Jose and Nashville Mm -hmm. Yeah Never once in Pittsburgh That's pretty crazy Because I I saw
2: San Jose And I saw Nashville Mm -hmm. I'm mad I missed the game Where they threw the catfish On the thing Because you would have Gone and fought that dude No no I I would have went And threw me something On the the thing too
1: (laughs) Uh, Real quick side note Um, In 2009 Mm -hmm. Me and a couple of my buddies Our senior trip fell through So basically, what happened? Long story short, the lady decided she balked and was like, "I'm not going to rent my house out to a bunch of 18 year olds who are just coming here to to drink beer for a week on the beach." So we got, but she gave us all of our money back. Like she gave us, which was nice. Nice. She fully refunded us. Okay. So uh, we all, all all of a sudden, had like you know 200, 250 bucks that we had all deposited on this house. And me and three of my buddies were like, "Let's let's go to Detroit for the game tonight." Went that's and scalped tight. tickets. Went up to Joe Louis Arena that's and the atmosphere tight. there in Detroit that's for tight. Game Two of that series. See, was I, I, out of control. I'm
2: I'm glad to hear that story because for mine it was more bougie. Shout out to me just knowing people. Cam Hayward, man, that that's mm. he the man.
1: It's <laughs> good. Sometimes it's good to do it like the real fans. Sometimes it's man. good to do it the bougie way. I, I was, I was live like, both. man, I, I wanted to go, and I was like, hey, Kim, you doing it like that? I'm like in as, there as like, much as I always joke. Yeah. Like, I would like to. I'd like a season ticket at WVU at Mountaineer Field in the student section forever. Yes, I also like sitting in the suites. I I'm mean, not <laughs> lie, like, I, I've been to
2: a couple of JMU games. I've sat in the stands like once. And then I've been sitting in the the AD suite yeah. ever since then. I was like, I can't go back. Yeah, right. I can't. I, I can't, can't do back. it. I can't do it.
1: This is nice. It's AC food. I can go inside, yeah, yeah, I, outside. can't do right it. here. Yeah, yeah it's still lines.
2: I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, have I'm some good. drunk frat brother hey, who's drinking thirty good. seltzers behind me. And he saying, well, he my, thinks my, he knows my, more my, than the coach. My, my wife and children—they're able to just do whatever they like. It's
1: it's it's an awesome atmosphere. I can't go back. I'm sorry. Lil' J and B brings up a good one. What about a Motley Crue halftime show? Sign me up. I'm in. Absolutely. Kickstart my heart. And and make sure that they give them the the, the juice they need. Yes. (laughs) Say no more, fam. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Two questions here on Twitter that I wanted to get to real quick before we got out of here. David wants to know if we're going to check out the ultimate tag tonight with the Watt brothers. Mm. Yes. And on that note, what was your favorite childhood game growing up? Ghost in the graveyard, baby. Mmm.
2: Favorite childhood game, probably Ding Dong Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
3: gonna
1: lie. Man's just incriminating himself <laughs> here on SNR. Uh, S- Steelers Blitz and SNR do not share the opinions of Arthur. Well, Motes, technically, huh? how is how, how am I doing anything illegal? I'm just ringing on your doorbell. It's Ding true. Dong. <laughs> and I'm just taking off where you get there. That's it. I loved it. All right, so I went with Ghost in the Graveyard, Moats.
3: <laughs> <Ghost of> Ding <laughs> Dong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had other games I could have said that were way worse. Like, hey, it's family friendly. And then Christopher, our buddy Christopher Lynn Rodriguez wants to know, speaking of Detroit guys, wants to know, uh, on First Things First this morning, Nick Wright said, is there a single – he thinks Cleveland is going to be better than the Steelers because – is, and I quote here, is there a single skill position guy on the Steelers we are certain would start for the Browns? Chris wants to know our thoughts on that.
2: Um, no, he has a good point. I definitely think from a skill position standpoint, excluding quarterback – that the Browns have the better players. But I think when we're talking a complete team, because we've seen it's more than just players. You have to have team. You have to have cohesiveness. Mm -hmm. You have to have coaches that understand situational football. These are all things that the Browns have lacked. And now you're bringing in uh, Stefanski, and this is going to be his first opportunity as a head coach. Until we see... Him be able to excel in that role, I'm going to operate with the mindset that he can't because I know how hard it is to do. And him coming from a coordinator position where he was with the Vikings, where they weren't yeah. lighting up the league, it wasn't like he was the Chiefs coordinator. If this is Eric Bieniemy, it's totally different. But this isn't the case right here. So for me... That doesn't threaten me, and I just think that as a whole, the Steelers are a more complete team. So, granted, they don't have the quote unquote star power on offense, but our defense is a lot better than their defense. Yes, and I think our defense can hold their uh, can shut their offense down. Whereas, I don't think their defense can stop our offense with Ben at quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's kind of Christopher. My thoughts on that would be: Is there a single skill position guy on the Steelers that we're certain would start for the Browns? Does that matter in terms of who's the better football team? Mm-hmm. Because you could have probably made that same argument last year. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, easily. I mean, Hunt was still there. Chubb was still there. OBJ was still there. I Landry mean, when, was still there. When you
2: look at their two running backs. Come on now. Like,
1: right. Yeah. But you could have made that same argument last year. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't stop them from losing to Duck Hodges. <laughs> so, Jeez. that's my thoughts on that. Is does, right. does that really matter that much? Uh, that's not that if the skill guys were the determining factors for best teams in football, come the on, Patriots man. wouldn't have won many Super Bowls.
2: <laughs> I feel like it's different in football than it is in basketball. Basketball, you need yes. those type of star players, the talent. You know what I mean? And if you have enough time, like you have a LeBron James or somebody that's just that much better than everybody else, you can get away with it. But in the NFL, it's so much more strategy that goes along with it, so much more team that goes along with it.
1: Tomorrow on the show, three question Thursday. Three of them things. And we might have to talk about this asinine statement that Paul Pierce just (laughs) said. Yo, boy. Uh, We'll have plenty to get in tomorrow on the program. So we'll talk to Yens then. High noon. King. Same time, same place, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.